Alrighty, I believe we're live. Um, if you guys are, whoever's watching, just bear with me for a minute. I'm gonna wanna double check on YouTube that everything's working correctly before we jump in. It's a, a little bit early in the day, so I don't know how many people will be having live with us, but- um, In a weekday too. Yes. <laughs> And we got Kelsey today. We have um, Kelsey with us, and we have uh, JB, who is an active member. Okay, it looks like we are working. Cool. So, okay, let's just jump into this. So, uh, yeah, we have with us today an active member who um, has decided to come on, and we're really appreciative of that. We've been uh, talking, I think, for about a a week or so, and and uh, I I've had several members that have agreed to come on and, and just kind of do one of these Zoom discussions with me, and and uh, several of them have not followed through. So I yeah I just appreciate JB following through and jumping on. Um, we don't have much of an agenda here. There's a couple things I think we probably both have in mind that we'd like to to talk about, and I kind of want to just give him some time to share his thoughts and um, kind of share his his point of view. Um, if, if you do join us in the comments, uh, feel free to um, ask questions. Well, I don't know how many of those questions we'll be able to get to in this. Um, uh, I know Kelsey has to jump off around noon and, and JB doesn't have a ton of time. And so, um, but make sure if you do ask questions, do, do the at symbol Great Light Studios, and that makes it uh, much easier for us to uh, see those questions. So, um, JB is again, uh, he just, just uh, so you're aware, he has some construction stuff going on um, in the background at his house. And so uh, if you're hearing hammers and drills and stuff like that, that's why. Um, so just so you're aware of that. So JB, thank you for, for coming on and, and uh, having this conversation with us. Well, you know, first, um, you know, first always give thanks to Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, you know, first opportunity as well. And thank you so much as well, Jordan, you know, for taking this opportunity at your time to be able to have, have the opportunities to uh, let me talk as well. Um, before, we, before we begin with anything, um, first I'd like to give an apology to um, anybody out there, you know, who have been affected by any type of way from like members who like um, say any ungracious things. You know, I, I promise you our attention is never to be disrespectful, but you know, of course I can't control it anybody else say right, you know right. but if any if you if anybody i felt like disrespected by anybody i like to apologize for you know apologize because that's, that's never our intentions at all yeah and i encourage our members who do like comment comments to like um not slander you know because you know of course we don't like to be slandered but in the same way we shouldn't slander others as well even christ said like don't even slander other people though they slander you so even I encourage members, like, if you do watch the shows, you know, if you do have questions, yeah, que ask questions, you know. But don't try to, like, slander somebody, like, oh, no, that's wrong. You're going to hell for that. Like, I encourage members not to be <laughs> in a sexual yeah. way like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that because I think, um, and, and I, as I said before, I think I, I understand why we do get a lot of responses like that. Um, and I think, you know, me and Kelsey have talked about this a little bit. I think probably a lot of the people commenting are possibly newer members. Um, and yeah. so uh, maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't 
hold that as a as the I, I guess what, what I'm trying to say is I understand that the, the individual members who make comments like that don't don't automatically reflect the WMSCOG as a whole. And just because a couple members on uh, YouTube or even the majority of the members that respond to us on YouTube are, you know, somewhat rude and mean and, and even sometimes style <laughs> in their language. I don't take that and say that represents I know that doesn't represent the WMSCOG itself yeah. necessarily. Um, I, I think. In part, it, it uh, and you know, and this 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 is probably a bit of an off road, but I think in part it does represent somewhat um, the leadership maybe that they're under in, in some cases. But I, I don't, I guess I don't I don't whitewash the whole WMSCOG and base what they are and what they teach and what their characteristics are based on those YouTube yeah. comments. But yeah, I do appreciate that. No yeah, you said like you said, it could be like some new members as well, and then. And the same way, it could be just trolls, you know, people who trains themselves to be members who really are not members at all. They could be trolling. And so they could be like that as well. Um, you know, it should not reflect the, the, you know, the church of God. It's just like, even like people who like believe in Jesus, like say, oh, I'm, I'm a, I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then they condemned us and like slander us and say proud lang like, right. like language, like, languages to us as well in the same way but i'm not gonna hold that person like oh all christians are like because some people do that like all christians are hypo um they're yeah. hypocrites they say exactly. they yeah they, they say this and do they but do that you know yep. so no but yeah that's a good point i mean i know that even evangelical christians you know there's so many who don't walk in love and kindness and who would respond in immature <laughs> and yeah. mean ways and that uh, like i have to deal with that and and even you know in my yeah. own realm and, and tell people you know that doesn't you can't take that and make that a reflection of christianity itself because exactly, that's just exactly, the individual exactly. members and so yeah i get that i can yeah. i don't uh yeah. one thing as well i like to say uh i'm not a representative you know uh, or anybody who comes to you know speak to you you know they they are not rep like you said we they shouldn't represent the church as well you know yeah i'm just a regular person who attended the church yeah. of god for you know a few years now and yeah, that's um that's how let's begin our first. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I think maybe up front, I just am curious how long you've been a member. Um, three years now. Three years. So, yeah, not not long as Kelsey was, you know. Um, but I've been three years now. You know, I'm still um, I'm not new, but I'm not. It's not a long path. Uh, and is I for like uh, other members who walked this path for a long time now, who I've been around. Yep. So okay, I think maybe one one question. I know I think it, uh, you kind of mentioned as we've been emailing back and forth. One thing you wanted to talk about is just what it means to serve God, what it looks like to serve Jesus, and maybe elements of like what it looks like to be saved. Uh, I think would tie into that. Um, and so we can try to get to that um, um, at some point. But I think. Maybe the one thing that, that kind of came up, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the first Zoom meeting we did, and we had, um, Kelsey, what's his name, Ray? Was that the-, the uh, I think so. I think I, that's, yeah. I think it was Ray, I sh yeah, if I remember that correctly. But um, the, the, that conversation kind of ended with us asking basically just some evidential questions about why, why he believed that the WMSCOG is true 
um, what I guess kind of what the evidence is that he kind of grasps onto to believe that uh, Ong Song Hong is God, that, that Zongil Jia is actually mother God. Um, and so I think the reason I asked that, and, and I hope this doesn't come across as like a confrontational, trying to corner you type of question, it's like I come from this, uh, from the, the position of knowing personally as a person of faith who believes in God. And I've said this before, like I have to kind of regularly at times think and meditate on like, why am I believing this thing that I'm believing? Um, why am I giving my life to this Jewish man, you know, Jesus, who, who lived 2,000 years ago? And I kind of have to, you know, regularly as a man of faith, reevaluate, is this true? Is this really something that, that I can look at and I can see evidentially it's backed up, it's rooted, it's grounded in reality, and, and yeah. evidence supports it. And so I think as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, if that, that isn't a historical fact, then he says our faith is in vain. Exactly. And, and reevaluating doesn't necessarily mean doubting either or questioning right. why you, you know, or questioning or reconfirming why you believe. It doesn't mean doubt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I understand. Because like saying, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jordan. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Go ahead. The same way uh, I, I'm in the same position. Like, why do I believe in Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother? Like, yeah. you know, I have to continue meditating on the words as well. Like, because before I want to like get into that, like I want to like, you know, I want us to get to know each other as well. So I know where you're coming yeah. from. You get to know where I'm coming from. Yeah, you know, definitely. so we have like a better understanding with each other. Like, you know, have like a little relationship, like a friendship, you could say. Yep. You know, yeah, so. I love that idea of it. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I wanted to understand about you. So after I talked to you about myself as well. So you can understand like little history, like, okay, why, how come me? decided to come to worship Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, Christ on Song Kong and Heavenly Mother. Why am I in this position now? Yep. And so um, I'm going to ask you a quick question, Jordan. So yep. growing up, have you always been a, you've been a believer the whole life? Yeah, I was, I was raised, what you'd say, a Christian home. Um, I think my faith became real for me personally. Uh, you know, I, I always believed and was always, you know, I, I always desired a relationship with God. I think it became a little bit more of a of a real personal thing i think probably in my early 20s um, mm. but yeah i was raised in a uh, believing home that's good that's cool that's cool yeah that's good is um can i ask like what type of church you like you attend growing up like do you have like one specific church or did you um like they have like a, a home church um, yeah, I think, I mean, growing up, my family, as I was younger, we, we attended a variety of, of denominations, I guess. So, I mean, at, I know at one point we were in a, a Baptist church for a while. We, we even went to a, a Pentecostal church for, for a short period. Uh, um, at, at one point, probably the longest stint in a single church group was in a, 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 a I think it was a Methodist. Yeah, it was a Methodist church, but eventually they it was a Methodist church, but kind of as we joined, it was slowly progressing to where they were kind of moving away from the the title, the denomination title, and just became a, a non-denominational uh, church. Um, okay. So and that's, that's awesome. So you grew you grew up with both your parents, right? With both my parents. Yeah, you grew up with both your parents. Like both your parents was like followers yes, of Christ. Yep, both of them are believers, and both of them have stayed together, been married for decades now. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have a pretty good family <laughs> upbringing. Yes. That's awesome. Um, yo, you turn. I see, like, um, 
you had a ring on your hand. You're currently married? Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, your, your wife is still a believer? Yes. That's awesome. That's the, you got kids? Uh, I do. I mean. <laughs> um, can I ask why you're asking? Oh, just asking. You know, just get to know you better. Uh, you guys to me the same questions as well. You know, yeah. um, I want this to be more. I want this to be open. You yep. know, comfortability. So, so the, the reason I, I had a little bit of hesitation there as you continue those questions, I'm not, I'm not like I, I definitely. I'm not a detective. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The reason is because in, in one of the last Zoom meetings, there's actually been some members, or I guess I can't say 99%, but you know, it. There's members. I'm about 100% confident that are on Instagram, and they they were uh, obviously. I don't know for back lack of better terms stalking my my wife's Instagram and they were pulling up pictures of my family and putting them live on the the Zoom stream. So that's oh my, that's a, I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh, that's I'm a bit so of my hesitation when that. you're asking that. that uh, you know. I I'm so I didn't know that I didn't even know that happened to you. I'm yeah, so sorry. Okay. Uh, me myself, I don't be on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I stay off social media. Um, it actually it's actually bad for my 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 marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cause um, yeah, me myself, um, I'm married. Um, my wife is too a a, a believer in the Church of God. Um, we have two kids who's also baptized as well. Um, yeah, we we've been knowing each other for twelve years now. So no, I did not marry my my wife at the church. So, uh, somebody asked me that in a the comment. <laughs> they didn't ask me that. They just like asked you what now. They, um, they asked me, they said, like, oh, let me guess, you married your wife in the church. Like, no. Like, I knew my wife before the church. Knew for 12 years now. And the church of God actually helped my marriage out as well. Okay. You know, yep. I know some, some people say, like, oh, the church of God destroys marriages. But the church of God actually helped my marriage. So that's why I say you can't, like, every situation is different. Every individual is different. You can't, like, use one situation as a representation of the whole church yeah. at all so yeah. and, and i think i guess maybe with that what i would what i want to say with that is my i mean just honestly like for me my biggest issues with the wmscog isn't like the the comments that we're getting on youtube or the the people that are rude or mean or or uh, uh you know the the people i see at the forefront that that some would say reflect the wmscog that's they aren't really my main issue i think my primary issue really comes down to the doctrinal things yeah yeah, yeah. That, that that's where you come from i understand where you're coming from John. Just, yeah. um, other people and see mine's that. a little opposite <laughs> yeah yours is probably more an experiential thing i mean I, the, the doctrinal stuff is important to me too but but mine is more the 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 i guess you could call it maybe church politics okay. is because yeah. like uh because i mean I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you, JB. Like, you know, it, it's not that everybody's marriage in the the WMSCOG is is been destroyed or, you know, has been negatively impacted. Um, but the the issues that I have seen have come when um, the other person's spouse like either doesn't believe in the church or or the church doctrines or they um, they at one point believe but they no longer believe. That's yes, where I've seen issues arise, and yeah, and yeah. issues arise where the church gets involved. Because I, I this is this is from my personal experience. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you gotta see that. Uh, me myself, like, if that's true, like that's something I don't uh, I don't agree upon. You know, even the Bible said like if your others if your significant don't believe, then don't leave them. It says in the Bible, don't right. leave them. 
but it's still continue like um i'm paraphrasing i don't want to um distort the bible you know but it, it, it say live a gracious life so that your your spouse can be moved basically you know you can right. move your, your spouse to be believers but if you're uh, like for example my wife don't believe she leaves the church like i'm not gonna leave her like it's my wife like you know mm-hmm. and the church says something like what you mean like it's my wife <laughs> what are you talking about and so everybody got choices at the end of the day that's the thing people have choices at the end of the day like like for example like my mom don't believe you know and the church tell me oh you can't associate with your mom i'm like i'm like you know what you're talking about it's my mom you know and some people as some people make that choice to be able to leave their family members that's that's upon their choice right you know so but i i think i think it's also from many testimonials is 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 not only their choice but definitely pressure from the leadership um i i've and I, I just have to say, I think for the record, like I'm getting testimony after testimony of family members whose children are are kind of separating, completely distancing from them and kind of making ultimatums that they will not really have any relationship with them unless their family joins the church. And, uh, the, the, <laughs> and, and is that the problem is that what I'm trying to communicate is that this is 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 happening not because of complete. I know part of it is their decision, the decision of this family member who's deciding to cut that relationship off but that way of thinking is being uh mostly it's coming from the leadership that they're under that's pushing them in that direction and and i'd also like to point out that i mean in a sense it is a choice right they have a choice to leave their spouse they have a choice to you know not talk to their their parents or their family that's that's one thing but the thing is is the choice is if again from my experience is a bit coerced because um for example there's repercussions is if you don't choose the choice that um that the church expects you to choose so like you might lose like particular blessings in the church, which are like responsibilities. You might lose like a title. Um, I mean, and, and again, I've personally seen leaders tell members that they are not to talk to their, I mean, cause I was in the youth group, right? So I've seen the leaders tell certain members whose parents like do not agree with the church to stop talking them to, stop talking to them for a year um i've seen that with my own eyes and so um again you know like like jb says like it's not indicative of every member of the church but when so many people around the world who don't speak the same language are saying the same things it's a bit concerning yes Mm, i understand i understand yeah some leadership you know like i said we're not all perfect you know i'm not a leader i'm not a leader myself but no leaders are not perfect you know there's some leaders who've been demoted you know because they're sinners, you know, they say the wrong things, they're trying to lead a certain way, but, you know, it might not be good, a good intentions or the best intentions for that member. And so you see that that happens sometimes, you know, our leaders are not perfect, we're all sinners at the end of the day, you know, and that comes to make the decision upon your choice to make, like, you have to understand, like, and my, I already have my head said, like, even for leadership come to me, like, Oh, you can't talk to your mom because you don't believe. Like, like you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? This is my mom, you know. But I'm uh, because that leader said to me, I was like, okay, I can't be in the church no more. I'm not like that. So situations happen to people, and it's like, okay, I can't be in the church because they say this to me, A, B, or C. But forgetting that, like, the reason we came to the church in the first place is because we was moved by seeing the truth that's in the Bible. And so we're we're here for the truth. We're here for Christ. We're here to our Savior. We're not here because of people. Right. Can I ask you a question, JB? 
Go ahead. And this is just a, I'm not, I'm asking, this is just a hypothetical question. Um, yeah. If, if, if God, the mother were to tell you that you are no longer to talk to your mom, would you continue to talk to your mom? I don't believe Heavenly Mother, Mother would never say anything just, like just, that. Just, well, I, I, I understand that, but just a hypothetical question. If that were to happen, would you, would you do that? Well, that's a hard uh, question because that's like, uh, <laughs> let's see, what's another uh, analogy I can use? Uh, yeah, I don't believe Heavenly Mother would ever, ever, that's like me, that's like me asking you a question if like, uh, that's a bad question, that's a bad question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like say that if a family member harm one of your family members are you still gonna love that family member it's like you know you know you know that family that never gonna do nothing like that so why ask that question but there's still yeah. the possibility that that could happen though mm, every time possibilities but in reality uh heavenly mother would never say no such like such thing like that have you ever heard heavenly mother say something like that um, I've heard pastors say like that and pastors are appointed by heavenly mother and take direction from her. So I can only, and, and they even say they take direction directly from her. So I can only presume that the reason why they tell members that is because the direction is coming from heavenly mother. So you heard from a pastor said that, Yes. a pastor said that mother said, a pastor that. told someone else, uh, told another leader to say that. That mother said, then I'll talk to your mother. I'm sorry? That a pastor told another leader to tell the person that you cannot talk to your mother because this is the will of mother. Yeah, not just the mother, but I mean the other parent too, the father. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I never, um, never heard or seen that situation before. And that situation happened. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. Well, you're I, right. You're right. The person has a choice to whether or not they want to follow that instruction. But the choice, again, it, it comes at a with, with a piece of co coercion involved, too, in that, like, if you you like, you know, that if you don't follow what they're saying, you're going to lose blessings. But also you're going to be seen as somebody with lesser faith. Yeah, and me, 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 I, me I'll, I'll be like this. OK, so if. You know, that'd be, that's, a, that's a good question, but it's a hard question, too, because I'd be torn apart. My heavenly mother said I can't talk to my physical mother. First of all, if the pastor tell me that, I'm like, well, first of all, let me talk to heavenly mother. I like I hear this right. from the mother. I got to hear this from mother because I don't, it's a pastor. It's a man just like me. It's a sinner. You know, I got to hear this from God herself. Hmm. So if it gets to that point, it's a serious question right there. It's affecting my faith right there. What do you think the pastor would do if you said that? I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know. He'll probably rebuke me. I don't know. Or if I give him the opportunity, it could be two ways. Rebuke me or I have the opportunity, you know, but me, I'm going to stay in the faith. It's like, it's, you know, I, I'll be. But what opportunity. if he kicks you out? Hey, he kicks me out, then I'm out, right? <laughs> I mean, that's true. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, th I think, um, I, I think maybe this is probably an area we can uh, agree on in a sense and just say, I, I get what you're saying that the, the individual choices of the members and the individual actions and sinful characteristics you see at different uh, uh, at the different Zions, if, if you want to call it that, there's that doesn't necessarily reflect WMSCOG as a whole. Um, I think logically, I can agree with that. Um, I think yeah. 
as, as Kelsey said, I would say um, that I, I do agree that it's very problematic when you see this happening, not only at one branch, but you see it at basically anybody who comes forward and honestly talks to me about what goes on at their branch. This is the same thing across the globe. So uh, India, we're getting lots of people from India and, and, and that area, people in England, obviously we, we interviewed uh, Luke, I think was his name from England. And you're, you see that this, these sort of characteristics displayed uh, globally in, in the branches. And so I think, um, I, I think that says something, but, uh, but also I don't, I don't know that we're really gonna get far with this topic. And, and I, I do want to give you some more time. I know I kind of cut you off when you are questioning me. So I, I want to give you more time to kind of share what you wanted to share here um, and uh, not not waste too much time focusing on this area because we'll probably just end up having to agree to disagree. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of topics we could like, <laughs> it's a lot of topics we could come to agree to disagree. I know like this subject right here, we could have, this subject itself could last to a whole hour and then like another right. subject could last. Yeah. Even like me and, you talk, me and you talking about our, our, um, our life can last for like a whole hour, yep. you know, exactly. and that's what, that's what we're talking about first, you know, about like your personal. I, what I, what I would love to do. And again, I, I, I want to give you some time to share what you want to share. Make sure you, you're able to do that. But uh, what I would love to do is to be able to focus at some point in this conversation, hopefully to kind of focus in on the core things, the core things that, um, and, and I know like, yeah, as Kelsey said, that's a core thing for her. And I, I understand that. Um, but, uh, but maybe the, the core things in my mind would be dealing directly with John Gil-John, Hong Song Hong. And I think that would tie into, again, what we talked about in email about what you wanted to talk a bit about is just what it looks like, what it means to obey Jesus, what biblically that actually should look like. Um, yeah, this, this is like believing in Jesus. Because growing up, I believed in Jesus Christ. You know, I still believe in Jesus Christ. I love Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, came 2,000 years ago and sacrificed himself on the cross. I love Father so much that that whatever he says in the Bible, I'm gonna try to do my best to walk the way that he walked. It says, "Live as Christ lived," mm -hmm. and so the way he lived, he set a perfect example for us. And so I love Jesus Christ so much that I'm willing to follow the way he did. And so yeah, growing up, but growing up, you know, I come from a family. My mom, she um, she was like she um did different denominations. Well, she was like Catholic. But she couldn't believe in the Pope and worship saints and worship Mary. So she, she started going to Christianity. And then, you know, so she had us going to Sunday church, Sunday service. And I was in plays growing up. Yeah. Uh, I stopped attending the church because we, we didn't have a church home. So we didn't go regularly, but we, you know, we, we go to church, you know, as a family. And my dad's family side was Seventh day Venice. So they, they kept the Saturday, Saturday, you know. But I, I truly didn't understand, you know, the difference at the time. Growing up, I actually started losing faith. Um, I was in situations, um, bad situations. Um, I come from, um, growing up, my mom and dad were not together, you know, uh, separation. Mm -hmm. they, they were not married. So I, I had a, they have two types of worlds. I say, you could say my mom was like a, it was good living at my mama's house and my pops was like crazy. <laughs> okay. I learned like a lot of ways. Got me a lot of trouble, you know, had ended up going to, jail for a few years you know because of my rebellious ways and losing my faith hmm. um you know gang, a gang banger um drug addict drug dealer been, been through it all mm -hmm. been through it all and and during this time i was going through my 
situations, losing my family members, losing friends to the streets, I just pray to Jesus all the time. Pray to Jesus, pray to Jesus. You know, try to go to church, search, search, you know, to the point I was like, okay, nothing's working out for me. I, I tried, it, it seemed like every time I prayed, it's like I, I get to a, a worse situation. You know, so that's the reason I actually lost faith. I was like, I can't do this no more. You know, and to the point I started denying the Bible. I even told my brother, don't believe in the Bible. It's written by men. Don't believe it. Jesus is like the sun god. He's Zeus, you know. And mm -hmm. so a white Jesus, blue blue eyes, blonde hair, worship on Sunday, Christmas, his birthday. You know, like, don't believe in that. Don't believe in that. And so, you know, grown, so, but it's, it's nice because when I got approached, you could say, <laughs> you got what now? When I when I got approached, when somebody's okay by the WMSCOG. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. in the church of God. Now fast forwarding now. Yep. Fast forwarding now. Um, so all that is talked about. It was seventeen to twenty, twenty. You know, mid twenties. You know, went through a whole lot of stuff, and then like uh, a member came and talked to me, and this this time I wasn't even seeking God. I wasn't even looking for God at all. You know, I came to despise God. I didn't even care about God at the moment. You know, and so um, the guy is talking about God the mother. You know, I'm like, what? I never read that in the Bible. And mind you, I went to jail for a few years. So, you know, in jail, you have nothing but time. <laughs> you have nothing yeah. but time right. to read. <laughs> so right. you read the Bible in jail. You know, and in jail, you go to services too. So I've been to services even in jail searching, you know, for a little bit. You know, I went to Jehovah's. I went to Muslim, you know, the Christianity. So, you know, I was searching around, around reading yeah around the, yeah the religious block okay yeah <laughs> not every single one you know yeah. I, not every single one yeah but, uh, but i got a post to my god the like never in my life read that you know i never right. saw that you know based on the scriptures I'm like oh that makes sense you know then my wife at the time she's like yeah when, she said my wife actually heard it before my wife heard it before i never heard it but at that time she heard it she said she was interested but this time she heard it again she was interested so my wife is actually more interested than I was. Okay. And so that at that time, um, the same day, uh, uh, he came over and I had all these questions. Mind you, you know, I, uh, I read the Bible. I didn't read all the Bible, but, you know, I read the Bible from some time to time. Uh, all these questions, all these questions. So he actually gave me his time and I asked so many questions. It spent like four hours, four hours asking questions for four hours straight. And he was able to answer all my questions. It was nice, you know. He answered, like, show me the Bible is actually true, the words of God, prophecies. So prophecy is one of the deep things that got to me. Prophecy is history. The history is the truth. You know, that's that one thing I got to me. I was like, you know, who Jesus really was. Sorry, when you say the prophecies are something that got to you, are you referring to specifically mainly the prophecies about Aung San Hong? No, not even that. The prophecies from the beginning to the end, even about the coming of Jesus. Mind you, I didn't believe in Jesus Christ at first. Yeah. And so the prophecy about Jesus Christ, when I saw that, like, Jesus must be real. And so me believing in Father An Song Hong, I had to believe in Jesus Christ first. It's not I have to believe in Father first and then believe in Jesus. No, you have to believe in Jesus Christ first. If you don't believe in Jesus first, you cannot believe in Father. You cannot believe in Father Christ An Song Hong. You can't. You have to believe in Jesus Christ first because they're the same people, same mm -hmm. person, according to prophecy. So once I started understanding who Jesus Christ was, who he really was in the Bible, understanding, like, he's not this sun god, Zeus, who everybody's portraying him to be. I'm like, that's deep. I'm like, I'm, I know who Jesus Christ really is now. He, I really understand he's my savior now. I understand he came. And he came, and he showed me the Bible is truly real. And so I, my faith yeah. started growing more into Christ. I actually cried. Over, I cried. I never cried at church before. 
never in my life I cried. I'm a man. We know we know we don't cry. But the realest man, they cry. They cry. I understand that in the truth. Like, no, real men do cry. And so that's coming to the church of God and stand what it means to be a real man. And so I understand that Jesus Christ came from heaven to this earth to seeking to save sinners. I understand that I'm a like I'm I'm a sinner. I broke down cry because we cannot go to kingdom heaven unless he came down to this earth and sacrificed himself on the cross. He came as a high priest of Melchizedek. That broke me down. I cried because of that. And so that grew my faith and the love for Jesus Christ grew, it grew my faith into and wanted to want to understand more about the Bible. And so my faith with Jesus first, the love of Jesus, had me continue to study the Bible at first. Yeah, everything starts with the love of Christ. Everything. everything. You, can have, you can have all the truths you can have. You can have all the knowledge you have in the Bible. But if you do not have love in your heart, then it's meaningless. And then Paul said that. I can have all I could prophesy and preach with gifts of tongues, but it's meaningless unless I have love. Yeah. So it don't matter. It don't matter if we have this truth or not. Even the members now, even in the church of God, you're not guaranteed salvation unless you truly preach with love. That's why I tell my brothers and sisters, I encourage them to not slander because you're not displaying love or doing such things. So we want to follow the way of father and mother. Father and mother do not want us to slander nobody. We do not want to talk down to nobody. Nobody. We want to preach for yep. love. We want, we want to display, we want to be the salt, salt yep. of the world. You know? so, so within that, I think the question that would arise, and I think that's, that's awesome. And I think, you know, one thing I want to get better at uh, communicating on these videos is just that I know it, between myself and the WMSCOG, I know we can find probably a lot of common ground and there's a lot of agreements. And, and I, I try, I, I try to make sure that I'm, I don't ever communicate that everything is, is bad. And I know some people have gotten that from us that we kind of whitewash the whole thing and all their teaching as being bad. I know that within the group, there's some good teachings, there's some good things. And I think it's impossible for that not to be the case because you're, you're, the WMSCOG standard of truth is the Bible, which I believe is God's word and God's truth. And so, yeah, so much what, of what you're saying, I can agree with. And I can just say amen about, you know, Jesus coming and, and uh, we're sinners and we need him to come and die on the cross. I, I agree with that. I think within that, what, what the question that would arise is, is what I'm curious about is how you went from what I see as the biblical revelation of who Jesus is. I, I think we see plainly jesus two thousand years ago this jewish man who died was buried rose again and now is alive forever according to uh verses like revelation uh revelation and, and places in hebrews or, or romans 6 um yeah yeah yeah, so I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious how you went from that to being convinced that this korean man uh Hong song hong uh is himself christ come come again Okay, so I guess like today where you're at sitting there, where you're at right now, what is it that you, what's kind of the main thing, either uh, just a couple of the main things that you grab onto to say this, this is proof to me, this convinces me that this man, this Korean man is worthy of me giving my whole life away to. What's the evidences that you, you, you look at to come to that conclusion? <laughs> um, okay, so you say my whole life away is like, I don't know what you mean by that way. Uh, well, well, I mean that not in a negative way. I mean that as as Jesus called us to give our lives away for Him. As you're as you're as you're dedicating your life you're, to yeah, the church. Okay, dedication. Okay, okay. You're dedicating you're dedicating your life just in the same way I'm I'm giving my life away to Jesus. Okay, okay, so okay. So I'm asking, why are you giving your life away to Ong Song Hong, this this man, this Korean man? Why would you? Why are you devoting your life to him? 
Um, I have reasons, like evidential reasons, uh, a variety of things that I look to as the basis, as the objective basis for why I continue to entrust my life to this Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago. I think there's good evidence that, that makes me convinced that that's just the right thing to do. That's the best way to go. That's the most reasonable conclusion I've reached based on the evidence. And so, again, yeah. my question is, what is the evidence that you grab onto that leads you to to do that same thing for Aung San Kong? Okay, good question. And so, um, just to let you know out there, um, they showed me father and mother like the first day. So when I got preached to at first, they showed me, they already told me straight up, like, my father and mother came, already told me. So it wasn't like a thing like, okay, study, then we reveal it later on. Like, uh, I guess you could say, uh, sorry, I'm outside now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know like some people, they get revealed later on, you know, I guess I'm a certain situation, circumstance where I would reveal everything to me at, at the get-go from the, from the jump. Yep. So that one thing, it was curiosity. And so it wasn't me like, oh, no, I, it's not like I had a preconceived thought, like, no, nah, I can't believe that. Like, no, you know, well, a little bit, but I still had curiosity to like, wanted to see why the people believe in Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother. Like, why y'all believe in this Christ on Tsung Hong, like this Korean man that came and he already like passed away. Like he was, mm -hmm. you know, he went back to heaven already. Like, how, how can you believe in that mother's here on earth? Like, why? You know, so curiosity, you know, got to me as well. Cause they showed me everything from the get-go. You yeah. know. So curiosity got to me, you know, like, okay, let me study, you know, let me see me see where y'all coming from. Let me see where y'all coming from. And so that's why I encourage everybody as well, like this study with us, you know, see where we're coming from. Like see the truth. You know, and then you make the decision, like, okay, no, I can't believe in there. Yes. Absolutely, you know, but, yeah. Yep. Don't just throw it out immediately. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't still throw it out immediately. And then, you know, you make that decision. You know, some people are going to be chosen. Some people are not. You know, it's like, I believe I believe that I was destined to probably be the church of God. You know, some people are like destined like to be a, a different church and this other person is destined to be in that church, you know. So one thing to my brothers and sisters, we're not, we can't force nobody. We can't force nobody to believe in Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. No, we can't do that. Right. Like, Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Um, go ahead, Kelsey. If somebody if somebody makes a decision not to believe in Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, what does that mean? And you gotta take that to God. So God has grace on people. You know, that's God's grace. That's why I believe. You know, some members so of what, what do you what do you think about like like the official WMSCOG websites that I could pull up right now that say unless you believe in the name Ong Song Hong, you cannot have salvation. Um, I'm sorry. I can't say I had a car pass by. Can you say it again? So I could, I could pull up right now, like the official WMSCOG websites and their official statements that would say that unless you believe in the name Ong Song Kong and receive that, uh, and then likewise say, unless you believe in Heavenly Mother, uh, you cannot be saved. And, and basically, you're still condemned uh, in a nutshell. Unless you believe in Mother God and Ong Song Kong, you're going to go to hell. These would be the official statements of the WMSCOG doctrine. And so I guess I think what Kelsey's probably asking is, is do you agree with that or do you disagree with it? Hmm, that's a, that's a good question. That, that's a very good question. Uh, me, this is my, you know, like I said, I'm not a representative to the church. So this is what I think, uh, of course, I think could be opposite of the church or, you know, but that's up to God at the end of the day. Everything is according to God. So you don't necessarily agree with the the WMSCOG's official statements about those 
things. You you would. You I believe. Would not, I, I believe. You would I believe. Not be like, super confident, and that is what it's sounding like. You're not really confident in what they say about. I don't want to sound like I'm hundred percent like that's true. You know, I don't want to be that person like that's hundred percent true. You have to be in five mother or you're going to hell. I'm not that type of member. Okay. Um, this probably so members like that. You know, yeah, but I'm sorry, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be rude here, but I just want to make it clear then, just so you're understanding the confusion that that would cause me is that you're like how I, I guess I'm confused about how you could come to that conclusion, meaning that the WMSCOG's official doctrine would disagree with you. And, and also, yeah. there's a there's a study in the WMSCOG that uh, it's called "Apart from Me, You Can Do Nothing," that teaches that if you ever even like if you start believing in the WMSCOG and believing in on Sung Hong and, and God the Mother, then if you leave it, then it would better it would have been better for you not to know the truth at all. And yeah, that something bad will happen to you, that you'll get like cancer, that you'll die if you leave the church and you stop believing. <laughs> I never heard that before. Uh yeah. That's I never a subject that. you have to get that's a subject you get tested on though. That's in no, the no, no, that's no, in the I fifty heard. books. Okay, so uh, I, just just to make it clear that I just want to make clear that to people that I'm not just pulling that out of the hat and making it up. So here here's I think one of the I don't know if this is the there's there's multiple. That's an official but, site. Okay. Yeah, it's for the it's yeah, for the that's, East that's, Coast. That's, that's a nice one right there. So so here's one statement where it says, "In this age, salvation depends on knowing the Savior now." And and obviously the Savior now, according to the writer of this, is Hong Song Hong. And so. They say we cannot simply call on the general title of God. A key concept in the Bible helps clarify this. Um, and then if you uh, jump down here, it says, uh, well, where to go? Mm. Sorry, give me a second. Oh, here okay. it is. So, so it says the Bible states that the ultimate goal of having faith in God is to receive salvation. And knowing the Savior's name is vital to that salvation. So it's, it is vital. You have to know, you know, it's vital to know the name of the spirit and the bride. So it's a prophecy in the last days, a testimony. So hey, vital you, in the sense that if we don't believe, you can't have salvation. I guess I'm, I'm asking, what do you mean when you say it is vital? It's vital because like, that's the savior in the age that we're living in. They come to the, both the spirit and the bride to receive salvation. Yes, we do. Yeah. But yeah. For, me, for me to say, that you're not gonna receive salvation. It's like that's not that's okay. not my place. That's not my place. That's, no. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the at the church of God doctrine, yeah. But I'm not gonna say it. You know, that's not that's not my place. You know, if you're I, are, maybe are you kind of saying like you're not gonna judge each end of you're not gonna be the judge of that. You you agree with these statements on the website, but you're not personally gonna make personal judgments about individuals that you might come across who don't believe you're not gonna make yeah yeah like this, yeah. for example for example my mom look i told my mom about christ on some home yeah she said, I, I can't believe in this cream man she said that you know yeah I, i'm not gonna tell my mom oh you're going to hell like no it's like that's up to god's grace you know my mom might be saved through me you know it, it could be a situation like that just because yeah. she didn't receive heavenly father heavenly mother you know if i go to heaven and i see father like father please you know it's yep. up to God. It's up to God at the end of the day. Yeah. You and know? I can, so, I can, I can agree with that to an extent. I mean, I think, I think there's some wisdom and, and I mean, I, I have some similar, I would say similar things actually, to be honest, as you're saying 
coming from my beliefs that I believe that certain things are necessary in order to be saved. I'm not <laughs> going to make a, I'm not going to make a judgment about an individual as if no, I no, I, I just think because that guy told somebody told me that before. Okay, in the church, you know, I got, I got things told to me that probably people will leave, you know, but I'm not going to leave because of somebody said to me before. I'm yeah. going to stay because I'm here for father and mother. I'm not here for nobody else. But remember, told me like you have to do this. It's for your salvation. I told him straight up, who is you to tell me about my salvation? Who are you? Can yeah. I ask you a question, JB? Go ahead. Uh, I, I, sorry, because like it's it's kind of on topic, but a little bit off topic, um, <laughs> just because I have to leave in a couple of minutes, because um, I'm really curious about this question. This yeah. is a question that I asked Ray last time, and uh, maybe maybe you'll maybe you might have like a uh, a different answer, but um, can you name? Because we're talking about evidence here, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, we uh, at least when I was a member, I dedicated all of my life to the WMS, okay? And for somebody who has to, who is gonna dedicate their entire life to the church, what is one piece of evidence that proves to you that um, that, that John Giljaw is God? And I mean, and what I mean by that question is like, can you name one specific piece of evidence where An Sang Hong said, John Giljaw, she is God? Hmm. Reason we believe Heavenly Mother is God, because Father says, Father said. So well, but, Father makes, Father says. I, I, I think that's what she's asking is like, can you give evidence about where Father, where Yeah, where he said it. Made that but hand, this handwritten notes, this handwritten notes that say he followed Mother. So you know, can, there's, mm -hmm. there's sermons, there's sermons that say that we have, that he said we had a mother. The green, you know, the green book said there's going to be a last Adam, last Eve. It's going to be a life-giving spirit, the last Eve who gives out um, salvation as well. Just like Adam and Eve came to rule over the animals on the sixth day, this Father said the last Adam and the last Eve will, will lead people to salvation in the last days. Can I, so, so in regards to that, in regards to that, because I'm not familiar with that specific statement, but I do know it's in the, that um, the incomplete, I think it's the incomplete, complete. Um, okay. You call this green book. Chapter you can, 24. Go, gotcha. You can, you can go over it. Uh, it talks about the last Adam, last Eve. Right. Um, but the yeah. thing is, is, is that one that, I mean, if that's chapter 24, the one with the, the diagram in the middle of the book, right? So that yeah. particular diagram, it shows a, a like a, like a, how do I say, like God, the father, God, the mother on like a throne, right? With the spirit nice, and the bride huh? on a throne. But the <laughs> thing is, nice. is that was added by the WMSCOG. That was actually not in An Sang Hong's original book. So yeah, in diagram, regards to... The diagram probably wasn't, but the chapter was. The diagram, no, the diagram was in the book. Is, the diagram this, was in his book, but the image of the bride... To? Yes. But okay. the image of the bride mm -hmm. was not originally in his book. And so that was added by the World Mission Society yeah. Church of God long after An Sang Hong had died. Hmm. So this statement about last Adam, last Eve is is especially referring to last eve as a god the mother is is i i kind of i, I want to check and see if that's in the original korean but also um in in other books of on sang hong he's made it very clear that the last eve is actually the church right so a, i don't think he meanings. actually he Mm -hmm. Two meanings, like the visitors. Well, but, he, but where does he say that the last eve is the is is god the mother where does he say those words or like a heavenly mother? And then also, hmm. where does he say that that heavenly mother is John Gilja? That's more of my question. Well, fa father do have pictures of my mother, you know, as a bride and bridegroom, you know, on the night on the Passover, he let her pray on the Passover and showing her that showing the people that she's the, the one to come after him. 
So father wrote about the one to come after him. What book and was so, that? Uh, it's uh, and Seven, Seven Thunders. Yeah. But why does it, why doesn't the WMSCOG have that book? I I don't know. That's a good question. Have you have but... you have you read the entire book? Me? No, I have not read the whole entire book. Then, because uh, I've heard that sentence too, right? I've heard that sentence too, and I've heard it's in the preface, but that's yeah. one sentence in an entire book. We don't that's know the a, that, context that, he was that, talking that's about deep, because that's a deep sentence, though. He said, "This one that's coming after me, and she's twelve right now." But if she that's such a deep, light. if that's she such a deep, light. <laughs> if that's such a deep sentence, though, why not provide the context in which that sentence is written? Because I personally, I've read the context. I know what it says. Okay, that, then, that, you know where you're coming from, then. It, well, no, no, no. When I read the context, there's there's no context that, first of all, that's talking about a God the Mother at all. There's no mm -hmm. proof as to when that sentence was written. There's no proof that actually the context I saw wasn't even in the preface. It was in um, a separate section of that book. Um, and that book is not made available to, to people by either WMSCOG or NCPCOG. So then it's very curious to me how the WMS can say, take one sentence out of a book and say, hey, this is talking, this Ansan Hong saying there's another one coming after me, but she's a little child. It's it's questionable as to how they can say this is talking about John Gilja. Because they say the book was written 1955, she was born 1943, she would have been 12. But the thing is, is when you see like that particular, yeah, when you see that particular thing, it doesn't say John Gilja, it doesn't say God the mother. It, um, the NCPCOG actually says he's referencing the church because, as you know, in the Bible, woman can represent or a female can represent church. Oh, quick, 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 then, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, cut y'all. So, do, do do you believe it represents the church? Do I believe it represents the church based yeah. on the based on the context in which that is written? Uh, just the, that section, because again, I don't have access to the whole book, but just that section plus the other works of Ansang Hong and um, that the WMSCOG has plus the works that no, the NCPCOG well I'm talking about that one sentence right there well I'm saying the because I don't have the context I'm using Ansang Hong's books other books as a context to be able to say that's why it seems like that would be the church but nobody could really know unless they have the context and not just the yeah sentence. true that true that true that because me myself I, I can't go 100% off it because of course I don't have the context so I'm not going to say 100% yeah. Hey. And then also but, the statement, you know, the statement, I follow mother. And I'm sorry, I'm talking fast because I, I got to go. No, I got to okay. work. No, but, um, <laughs> I, I just want I just want to get this one last part because I'm trying not to be like, you know, too pushy, but I, I got to go. So yeah. um, but the, the other statement is the I follow mother statement. Right. Like, you know, I, I can't remember the whole thing, but they, they say because on Sung Hong, he wrote in his handwritten notes that I follow mother, that that is, you know, referencing to a God, the mother. But um, but again, it's another situation of where, first of all, where is that even written? Second of all, where's the context? And third of all, what book is that in, right? And also fourth of all, where does that say, again, that the mother is John Gilja? So um, it's, it's the, these, the, these are the only two statements I've heard because you mentioned that there's other sermons where he talks about it. Like I've never seen another sermon where he's talked about a God, the mother, because when you think about- You don't, you don't say God, the mother, he says a heavenly mother. Well, even That's a heavenly I, mother, even a heavenly yeah, mother. I, I, I heard, I, uh, Father, he does have, he does say heavenly mother in his sermons and he writes it down as well. Which sermon? Well, we, we receive all the sermons and I believe the one he, we have online as well, uh, 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 a father is it the one about Abraham's? 
Abraham, the history of Abraham's family. Yeah, so actually, um, there's another video out there right now about how uh, that somebody had analyzed the sound of that video, and there was a fair amount of edits that were, were done on An Sang Hong's audio sermon portion, and it was compared to another audio sermon provided or provided by, I believe, the NCPCOG in regards to like a similar topic. Um, and the topics were different and they didn't have, they didn't have the, the, the evidence in the edits huh? like the WMS COG version what? of Ansung Hong's sermons did. No, it's not. No, is water coming down over? I'm not sure if that's my man. Oh, I'll I'm sorry, y'all got the construction. No, <laughs> no, no, it's no problem. It's no problem. Yeah, but on a, that's a good question. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things I went on around there. Hold on a second. No, it's okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Okay, so a couple of things. First, um, the context of the, I want to get back to the context. Uh, we could, me, I, I personally saw the video, so I'm going to see it. Um, I Jordan, I can send you the video. Maybe you can post the link. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, one thing too, but uh, it's all about, um, first of all, I get back to the, the, the church. She's being 12 years old. <laughs> When somebody's one as a one after me, she's twelve right now, and so I don't know how I can refer to the church. That means saying the church is twelve years old. No, 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 no. The book doesn't say that she's twelve years old. No, the sentence doesn't say she's twelve years old. It says she's twelve. No, 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 no. It doesn't. It said there's one coming after me, and she's twelve. Can you can you provide a like a screenshot of that? I've never seen that. Are they? I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm not sure if I'm mistaken about that. She's I just heard her say she had the she read the context and she said oh, no, sorry, sorry. I, mean, I, I think I I think I made that confusing. Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, I did I have I have I have read the the like the I guess you could say the context, like the the preface. Um I haven't read the entire book because it hasn't been made available, but the church says the church says that there's an you know that An Hong wrote that there's another one coming after me but she's only a little child and then the church says the wmscog says that's talking about john gill job because at the time she was just 12. not yeah, not that that actual context said that she was 12. but you um okay but um you said that, that has to be first to the church as you said like the um, other nc well, I, not that it has to refer to the church. I'm just saying based because we don't have the context, right? So we don't or we don't have the entire context. So based on the works of Ansang Hong, his other books, it, it it's understandable that that could be the church. But again, nobody really knows unless they have the context. Yeah, so you can't say that automatically that could be a church. You know, you can't say that. Yeah, that I'm not saying that. I'm just saying um, it sounds like it could be. It could be, but it sounds like it could be another person, which it sounds like a person who has a light. But where does it say that person is John Gilja? Well, Father revealed her before before he ascended. So he revealed but her to how did he reveal her? through the Passover, and then he let the fathers at the time let them know that this is Heavenly Mother. So, where, so he said that directly. He said to General Pastor. He said to the, uh, the fathers at that time. He revealed them that this is our this is our mother. Then, then why did okay? So so first, where's the proof of that? Where's the proof that he told General Pastor? Because General Pastor signed a paper. I think in the I think in 1985, uh, promising, and this is something I saw on the Korean blogs, promising that he would he would not deify John Gilja and that the that the bride is the 144,000 saints. Mm. Oh, I never read that myself, and uh, I examined some of the evidence. I never saw that my, my, me myself. Um, but you said like um, 
going back to the question um, of how we know that Father told that to the fathers at the time, it's just like the time when Apostle Paul had a, or even the disciples, that a proof as well that, uh, that Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father, ascended, uh, resurrected. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to like prove that as well. Yes. And so they, they saw they saw these things. And so they saw these things and so they were able to boldly testify that they saw this. And so now we have like our fathers of Father Christ on Song Kong, they saw this as well. And so they testifying what they saw. They're witnesses to these things. And so yeah, but there's, there's, there's a yeah. difference in time, though, of when, you know, Jesus was alive versus when Aung San Hong was alive, because, at, you know, the time Aung San Hong was alive, we have cameras, we have, you know, somebody could have written something down, somebody could have documented well, took, it, because the churches, the churches, then why doesn't the church make that picture public so that people can, you know, uh, authenticate one, it? One second, you mentioned the, the uh, did you just mention that the, the picture? Is that yeah. what you just mentioned? Okay, this is the one. Is this the picture here you're referencing? Oh, sorry. oh my goodness, what are my Beatles tripping? <laughs> is this the is this the picture you're referencing? No, I saw one that was outside. Yeah, uh, I saw a different one too. Yeah, I saw a different one. There's a, a different one. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw a different one a couple years ago. No, no, I, I, yeah, I've seen it in the church. I'm not I'm not denying the the picture is there. No, definitely not. Oh, yeah. But the thing is the is. Picture? Uh, it was like her in a wedding dress. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, JB. Yeah. So, like, but the thing is, is the church the the church claims they have the negatives to those photos, but they don't make any of that public so that people can authenticate it. Mm. So yeah, I think that's that's a question that's being asked in the comments. A couple and, and, and 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 one and one more thing because I really yeah. do have to go. No, sorry, that's guys. okay. Yeah. And I'm no, sorry, yeah. JB. I don't mean to sound confrontational. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying <laughs> no, to rush no, a little get, bit. You get, no, you get. You, no, you get. Um. Uh. One, one more. Th- one more thing. Uh. Just one more last statement I want to make because I'm already getting pinged from work. But um. <laughs> uh. Is that uh. Okay. So if where in the Bible does it say that someone can be physically married? to one person but then spiritually married to another because on sang hong he was physically married to a woman named huang Wan soon at even even up until his death but then gets spiritually married to john gilja uh where did it say you can't where does it say that in the bible about getting being physically married to one woman but spiritually married to another and then oh, okay. and not only that but also that second coming christ would be physically married to one woman and spiritually married to another well, it never said that that he can't do that. It never said he couldn't. And so, hmm. I, I, never, I just I think that's that's plainly not the case biblically. Um, I, I don't want to cut you off there, but I, I just think that's uh, pretty clearly any sort of um, um, adulterous type of relationship is just boldly condemned. And and I I, I, I personally have a hard time even making the distinction between a physical and a spiritual marriage. Um, I don't. I don't really see that that's a proper distinction. I think a marriage before God, uh, the two become one flesh. I think that is absolutely any marriage that's by God. Marriage is an institution by God. So I, I guess I'm confused about how any marriage is not a spiritual marriage when it's a marriage that's set apart. Well, you, and, you got, and I'm sorry, you real quick, guys, I'm going to drop off because um, okay. I need to go to work. But um, yeah. JB, thank you so much for your time. Um, and thank you, and thank you for for joining for joining for this, and and also if, you know for just being so uh, how do you say like um, uh, approachable, 
I guess you could say <laughs> like yeah, unapproachable, but like very, like very nice, very nice. Oh, uh, thanks for so, all that. No, I was really crazy at one point in my life. I had like a bad anger problem, and so I truly get thanks to Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother. Okay, if you wouldn't knew you for the truth, I would, I'd be unapproachable. You cannot approach me. I'd like flash on you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you, thank you, Kelsey. Thank, thank you. you so much for joining us. Have a good, have a good day, both you guys. Yeah. We'll continue the conversation you, in the future. Bye. Well, yeah, JB, but, from that. Back, Going yeah, back go to ahead. that, I like, I like continue on that, Jordan. Um, yep. you gotta think about it. Okay, so we think of Heavenly Father as being God. So you gotta think about our perspective now. Yep. Heavenly Father is God. Heavenly Mother is God. And so it's not like they came down to the earth and it was spiritually married. It's like they always, they've been together from the beginning. They've always been to get together since the beginning. And so it's not like it's not like a new spiritual wedding. You know, it's not like uh, everything's good. Um, we're not sure yet. But oh, okay. Everything seems like it's going to Okay. Yeah. So it's not like they came down to earth and they're like, they always been together from the beginning. Always from the beginning. Okay. So, so my question would be, you look <laughs> at the life of Jesus, and I think the WMSCOG would parallel Ong Song Hong coming to the in the flesh to the earth is parallel to Jesus. and But we see Jesus living a sinless Morning. life. I, I don't see Jesus. Where is that? So, Oh, oh, sorry, Jordan. Hold on. No, you're good. Everything okay? Yes. Okay, gracias. <laughs> sorry, guys. No, you're good. Okay, so so here, let me, I'll just say this plainly, I guess. My problem is I don't see any, I, I have a big problem with if Christ came in the flesh, God in the flesh. He you're thinking about Jesus Christ, who was he? Well, let, let me finish real quick. Okay. Christ coming in the flesh, he was married. And I don't know the name Kelsey just referenced of the, the woman that he was married to. And yeah, I'm not going to pronounce either. Song Giljaw was married to a husband. My my thing is like, what what is going on in the minds of those individuals, that, that individual woman that Ong Song Hong left, and then he joined himself to Song Giljaw. Um there's just I, I I guess I can't well well it, it didn't say they will never divorce they would like never divorce so um, was he know. was he living in polygamy then was he like married to still married to this one woman and then at the same time married to mother me I, I don't know the, I, I don't know if physically what was going on at that time I don't okay. but I don't have the physical disrupt like what's going on spiritually around I look at the thing spiritually who father came as and since he came as prophetically came out of say coming Christ then we pay attention more to the spiritual beings. Yes, physical physical questions I know some people may ask about like his physical life. Um me I don't I don't know too much about his physical life. I know he wasn't divorced. I know like uh, I don't know how that was going on at the time. You know? Um Okay. I, I think I, I so you're you're talking about still you're kind of I think in your perspective, you're you're seeing the issue. You're you're. It looks like you're honestly acknowledging that there's an issue there, but you're kind of just saying you don't know really the answer. You don't. It's something you don't understand. Um, I, I don't see. No, I I can't say I see an issue to it because, like, how you so know you don't see you don't see an issue. Like, you don't see an you don't see an issue with God being in the flesh on earth and leaving his wife or being a polygamist. You don't see I, that as well, an issue. I I don't know himself if he left his wife. I don't know. Okay, well, I, he he was married, or, or or even if he didn't, he, one way or the other, he was he either divorced his wife or he didn't divorce her, and he remained with her, but married another woman or was joined to another woman, and was then 
a polygamist. So I, I, it seems like kind of a catch-22. But is, is there proof that what they were doing, like, was there proof that father and mother on this earth, when they're together, like, what they're doing physical things together? Like, is that evidence? Like, they could have, like, father had his own life, mother had her life, and then coming to the church, they led the church. But, but there's no married. evidence saying that they were doing things like, you know, well, regardless saying? whether there was, I think, are you like sexual activity? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say yeah. it like that. You know, well, I, I think I regardless, wanna... of, regardless <laughs> of whether that was going on, marriage is marriage. Uh, you can be married, having that commitment and having that 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 sort of relationship without without those activities going on. And so, so I guess I just think that either way, we have to look and and we have to do something with the facts that. Ong Song Hong, it seems either way, either there's a divorce or there was a polygamy, uh, polygamist type of relationship. So um, describe so polygamy I, to me. Describe polygamy to me, like in your knowledge. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just having multiple, uh, multiple wives. Uh, like, well, he like, didn't have multiple wives. He only had one wife. He had one physical wife. Okay, well, where in the Bible is there a distinction made between a physical and a spiritual marriage? Where is there ever a distinction made? Well, uh, well... It don't speaks about a spiritual marriage in the Bible. Like to my knowledge, I don't know. Like this is why. Like like I said, I haven't read the whole Bible, but yeah. how I read it. It don't speak about spiritual marriage. Like yeah. like for example, like me and wife, like we're married, but we go to heaven. We're not going to be married. Hmm. Okay, so like we don't we don't have to stay on this because uh, I know there's a lot of other things, and so uh, yeah, I, I do kind of want to go back real quick though to something you, you mentioned earlier you talked about how in the same way god had to give evidence for jesus rising from the dead that's kind of similar you kind of related that to what's taking place with ong song hong um and i, I wanted to, that's actually something before you said that that i wanted to bring up because i think that to me presents one of the biggest challenges to to the legitimacy of ong song hong being christ uh, and the evidence because um i let me just pull up let me just pull this up real quick. So, so Acts seventeen thirty one. It, it says that God, talking about God, it says He has set a day when He will judge the world with justice by the man He has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising Him from the dead. And then First Corinthians fifteen, um, where it talks about, uh, it says He was buried, He was raised on the third day, and He appeared to Peter, He appeared to Cephas, He appeared to the twelve, and He appeared to more than five hundred brothers at once. Um, and, and he even gives Paul here, gives the option, basically says like, guys, most of like, uh, uh, most of these 500 witnesses are still living. And I think he's the implication of that is he's saying, go find these. If you don't believe what I'm saying, if you don't really believe that Jesus rose from the dead, go find some of these witnesses and just ask them, ask them what they saw. So the re the reason I bring that up is because I that's, think, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I see evidence. I see even like we can go and look at the historical data that would support these claims that are being made in these scriptures, mm -hmm. even, even uh, secular sources that would confirm certain facts about Jesus, that he died, that the, that the, uh, you know, the, the, I think you can find, you can find data that shows that the, the apostles, they sincerely believed Jesus rose from the dead. So I guess what I'm saying is I see a giant chasm, I guess, between the evidence for Jesus and, and the evidence God provided that he is, he is God, that he is worthy of serving, and the evidence that you're providing for Zonggil Ja. 
um, I guess I see, like, I see really good, solid evidence for Jesus. And I see the evidence you're providing, I guess. And I'm just saying this, honestly, like, I just have a hard time seeing that as anything that's. that's yeah, I understand. It's, it's confusing. I get it. Hold yeah. I get it. I get where you're coming from. It's hard. It's hard to believe. Yep. I get it. Just like talk to atheists. Atheists not going to believe in Jesus Christ no matter what. You know, they can't believe in God. It's hard for them to believe. I, I get it. You know, I get where you're coming from. It might be hard. You've got a firm faith into how you came, how you, how you were brought upon. You have a firm faith, and it's hard for you to believe. You know, only thing I know, only thing I know, Jesus Christ came. He preached the truth in the new covenant. He came. And we see in history, this is history now, a lot of things that people are teaching now are not from the Bible or not from Jesus Christ no more. And so the prophecy shows us that Father has to come back a second time to be able to show us the correct way, according to the Bible, be able to uh, the new covenant, which was lost in, in the dark ages. And so we see the truth was there. The saying, he, 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 uh, he sold uh, the wisdom on the wheat. Lawlessness came upon, falsehood came. And then we understand that the truth will set us free. Okay? We have to understand what the truth is. Jesus Christ is the truth, yes. The Holy Spirit okay. is the truth, yes. But he has commands as well. The commands that he preached is the truth as well. Yeah. The gospel yeah. is the truth. And yeah. so... So, this, real quick, like, I, I definitely want to go there uh, and try to get there really quick before we, we would finish this up. But, so, before, before we move on, because that's kind of moving on to the commands of Jesus and, and obviously what I think ultimately that entails, what salvation is and what Jesus really taught. I, I would love to go there in a minute. First, I just want to kind of, let's just kind of bring some conclusion to this other thing. And so, I think, again, I, ju I just kind of want to say, just for the record, this, this, this kind of similar, I think, to the conversation we had with Ray, where we're just kind of asking, just kind of straightforward, like, what's the evidence for, for Zongil Jaw being Mother God? And it, it just seems like there's not really a good response for that. And so I think right now uh, we've my, only my, talked my, about maybe I the, just said, uh, I say Father said it. Y'all say there's no evidence that he said it. We're yeah. saying, yes, there's evidence. We got sermons right. from him. We got letters from him. We yeah. have handwritten notes from him. But y'all say, no. That's not evidence. So, so, so maybe, saying, like, yeah, I, I, I think it maybe be helpful even because both of us, I think, are coming from a place where, and let me just ask you this, to, to you, is the Bible the ultimate source of truth? Is it the, the scriptures? Uh, yeah, the scriptures, yeah, the, the scriptures, that's the, that's the standard. That's and everything standard. should be held to that standard, right? Yeah, that should be held, yeah, the Bible should be held for that standard, is a standard. So would you also agree then that, if if Ong Song Hong said something that contradicts the teaching of the Bible, then we have to throw out what Ong Song Hong said and count him as a false prophet or or in the well, least. It, it depends. It depends where you're coming from God. now. Because Jesus Christ said some things, people think that's contradicting as well. There's no contradiction in the Bible, we know that. But when you read the New okay. Testament, yep. you, you can understand like there's some things that Jesus said that non-believers can bring up as well and say, like, you see, it's a contradiction right there in the Bible. Even like my mom had a little problems about it, says contradictions in the Bible. Like, no, the Bible did not contradict each other. You have to understand how, how Christ came and was able to fulfill yeah. certain things. And, and I, able to I, I would be interested because I could point out examples of the contradictions that I would see that come from the WMSCOG doctrine. I guess I'm just curious of, of if you have off the top of your head, it's okay if you don't, but of what you would see as things that Jesus said that would seem to be contradictory. Um, I got, okay. To answer that, to answer that, uh, I'd ask you first, who is Jesus Christ to you? 
who is he to me? Yeah. Um, he is God in the flesh. He's the son of God. He's the, the Messiah, uh, my savior, Lord. Yeah. So he's God, right? God, yeah, he's he's God, God, in, the flesh, right? God in the flesh, right? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's good to know. Cause some people don't have that knowledge of understanding yeah. what Jesus Christ is. And so when people don't have that knowledge of Jesus Christ, then the Bible could contradict each other, contradict yourself. But since you have knowledge that Christ is God, then you see that the Bible did not contradict each other at all. For example, in the, in the Old Testament, we see that Jehovah said that he's the only savior. There's no other savior besides him. We see yeah. that. He said, I created the heavens and earth by himself alone. So we see yeah. that Old yeah. Testament. In the New Testament, we see that Jesus is the only savior. There's no other name that can be found in salvation, only, uh, only his name. And you see that Jesus created the heavens and the earth. And so when people don't understand who Jesus Christ's true nature is, then they say, like, that's a contradiction right there. That's a contradiction right there. Jehovah said he created all things and he's the only savior, but we see that Jesus Christ, he's the only savior, he created all things. And so if you don't have that basic knowledge of like Jesus Christ being God, then we see that we see that the Bible contradicts each other right there. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, but uh that don't work on you because you know who Christ is fully. You know who Jesus Christ is. He's God who came in the flesh. Mm -hmm. But people who don't have that knowledge at all, then they'll see it as a contradiction. It's the same way with Father Christ on Song. If you understand the prophecy, first you got to understand the prophecies in the Bible. If you understand the prophecy in the Bible and you don't believe in the Heavenly Father, then you see like, oh, what he said was contradiction because you, you fail to realize who Father Christ on Song yeah. is. Of course. So if you don't believe in Father, like, of course, you're going to point out some things like it's contradiction, just like atheists will point out things to Jesus Christ um, contradicting Jehovah. Okay. So here's what I would say. That, like, I get, I get the comparison you're bringing. You know, Jehovah says, I am the only God. There's no Savior besides me. Um, and so, like, I, I get what you're saying. I think what I'd say to that is you can look at Jesus's words and you can look at the teachings of the New Testament where it says things like, you know, you, you, you see the Old Testament saying all things, like Jehovah created all things and he, he alone, you know, like you, you referenced, I think it's in Isaiah where it says he alone. Uh, I think it's Isaiah 44, I believe. Isaiah yeah. 44. And then you see in the New Testament, it's saying, well, it, it pretty clearly specifies each time, though, that everything was made through Jesus, that God created things through Jesus. So I think immediately that's not a contradiction. Like that's not a, that's not a, that's I believe in, I, a contradiction I would be like, like somebody saying black is white. It's like a direct, con but for, I, I think that's not a contradiction, but that, that, that's kind of beside <laughs> the point. What, what I'm trying to get at here is just to say, I think we can, we can look back at the old Testament and we can see throughout the Testament of the old Testament, we see Jesus was testified to. Yeah. But, but even, even it, another one like this, Jehovah says that he's the first and last, the alpha omega. Yep. Jehovah says that. Jesus Christ says he's the first and last Alpha Omega. Yep. So the the thing about that though is that I think Jesus proved through the resurrection that he that what he says is true. I think he gave powerful and like Acts 17 says that I uh brought up earlier, um, it talks about how God gave um irrefutable proof in some translations. Um he gave proof by raising Jesus from the dead. And so I think in order to believe a profound and, and, and great claim, like at, for instance, Jesus is God, he is Jehovah, you need profound and powerful evidence. And I think the resurrection is a, is a perfect example of profound and powerful evidence. And I guess this, this is kind of going back to where we were. I don't want to backtrack too much, but I just see again, I think Jesus warranted the claims that he made about, about who he was, about his deity. And he proved that. He proved that in a variety of ways through the miracles, through, through, uh, through his character. And ultimately the biggest thing, obviously, again, is through his resurrection. 
I guess when I look at the examples of Zong Gil Jha and Ong Song Hong, I see a complete void as far as uh, uh, any sort of similarities between the evidences that Jesus gave and the evidence that they gave. Um, and I, I, I know, again, that's backtracking, and we can go back and forth about that all day because you would, you would probably just disagree and say you believe you believe Ong Song Hong's statements that you, whether or not they are true, whether they, they exist or not, you believe that Ong Song Hong made statements that Zongil Jaws is God. And so for you, that's enough evidence. Um, but, but I do, I guess maybe what I'd ask is, do you see why, like, there's a difference to me between a Korean man making a statement about a Korean woman, even if those statements exist, this, this Korean man who died, by the way, who I see gave no evidence, uh, no signs that he was actually God. And I don't see him ever claiming that he was God. Um, even if he did claim that Zonggil Ja was mother God, the, I, I think there's no evidence to support that. There, there's no, no, God, where God gave a sign uh, of the resurrection to show that Jesus was who he was. And he gave proof again, as Acts 17, 31 says, I don't see that taking place in, in uh, this situation with Ong Song Hong and Zonggil Ja. Does that make sense so, at all? Yeah. Yeah. I understand a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, I found, I probably didn't catch everything because again, um, his neighbors. That's all right. <laughs> I'm hearing this in the background, so that's okay. Yeah, but um, one thing I want to point out is, is um, we know we believe that Jesus Christ is truly God because of prophecy. Isaiah nine six talks about that son is going to be uh, uh, a son is born, a child is given, a son is given, a child be born, and he'll be mighty God, everlasting Father, one of the times of peace. Yeah. And so it's prophecy like that, and you know, it showed like he'll be born this way, you know, and it, it showed like how he will come. Yeah. And, and so, I, what, actually what you're getting at right now is kind of the, the main point. I'm, I'm kind of just talking a lot, but that's kind of the main thing I'm trying to say is I believe yeah. the, the Old Testament testifies to the things Jesus said. You, you can find clear prophecies. I mean, Isaiah yeah. 3, I mean, wow. Like you can show that to, to people who don't even know anything about, about the Bible and you'll, you don't tell them who it's about. You'll say, who is this about? And they'll say, oh, that's about Jesus. That, that's Jesus. Read, yeah, my, my point, here's what I'm trying to get at. We're both Bible guys. I believe the Bible is the ultimate authority. You believe the Bible is the ultimate authority. So I think regardless of what Ong Song Hong says, it doesn't matter if we can't find testimony of that to the Bible. I think the same would have applied for Jesus. If, if we saw direct, Jesus didn't contradict the Old Testament, but, and I think he showed that he, the Old Testament testified of him. I guess what I'm asking you is where does the Bible ever testify of mother God? Where, where can you look at these beliefs you have that, Ong Song or, or Mother God is real, that she's our, our mother, she's God. And where can you look back to the scriptures and say, and this, this, these are well, the first, biblical texts I use to prove that? First, you have to, um, like I said, it all starts with Father, Christ, Ong Song Hong. It always starts with Him, always. Right. And so, uh, but can, can, like, I, I get that. And that's kind of where these conversations always go. And I would just, it, it, I think it would be helpful if we just maybe for the, for a moment, because regardless of whether it starts with Ong Song Hong, ultimately where that results in is this doctrine of mother God. And so again, we're Bible guys. So I'm just asking you as a Bible guy, as a guy who loves the Bible, believes the Bible, you believe in Ong Song Hong, yes, but I think you should be a good Berean, you know, like it talks about in Acts, where you're hearing these things that you may believe that Ong Song Hong taught about mother God, you need to go away to the scriptures and test them. I think if you're being, uh, uh, as, as Acts, let me, let me find it real quick. Acts, uh, you're, you're probably familiar with the verse, right, that I'm referring to, where, where it talks about the Bereans were more noble. Mm. Uh, Acts 17, 11 here. Let me just pull this up. 
just so people can see. I've, I've referenced this a lot. So, so Acts 17, 11, it says, the Berenges were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. It's true, yeah. So Paul was already established as an apostle, as having this profound revelation of Jesus on the Damascus Road. That was already established, but even that being the case, it, the Bible commends these Bereans as being noble for not just accepting Paul and what he said just because he's an apostle, but going and testing it with the scripture. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being long-winded. I want to give you a chance to talk. I don't want to keep talking over you, but um, I'm, I'm just asking sincerely, where is mother God in the Bible? Let's just set aside Aung San Kong for a moment. Let's just, where, where is, where is this idea, this concept of mother God ever testified in either old or new Testament is, is what I would, I'm curious from your perspective. <laughs> That's funny because you know, you already know. Like anybody who has who has like any questions about that, you know, we just go to the wattv.org and you can see like where we take the scriptures from. Mm -hmm. You said that uh you already know in Genesis 1 26, 27, you, got, you know that we show that from the beginning was Elohim God. So you know this question already, you know, you know they're gonna answer this way. And you yeah, see that yeah. yeah, and so you know and already, already understand Revelation 22, 17, you already know that already. Spirit and the brides, they come. And let the one who hears say come, and let the one who thirsty come, and let the one who wish to take the free gift of water life. So well, you, already, yeah. you already understand that the water life is given through the spirit and the bride, a prophecy. And so you already know who the bride is. We showed you, we already, like you go to wattv.org, we show you that the, the bride is Jerusalem, the heavenly okay. Jerusalem. So, uh, so, so maybe what would be helpful then is just to focus in, just, just, I think it'd be helpful for the audience just to see. Uh, to, I guess just maybe the two different perspectives on one of those specific texts of scripture. So again, you just referenced the common ones used. So Revelation 22, yeah. Genesis 1. So I think I think Revelation 22 is probably the most one of the most common one I hear anymore. That's the one we preach. That's the one we could preach we just, a lot. Could maybe just look at that real quick together and, and read through that real quick. And then I would just, like, I think what I'm curious about is just to have you show me where in this text we see the bride giving the water of life or as being the one who is is well that well it says the spirit and the bride say come so both of them say come so both of them has to be the source since they both are saying to come let okay, the so ones Paul, we hear let yeah, the ones go, we, go ahead i'm gonna pull it up as you're talking so keep yeah an another another one you know we use on another a study as revelation 7 verse 17 uh revelation 7 verse 17 is another one as well but if you want to put a 22 17 we could do that as well um uh, yeah, do you I see like it? I I like up. Do you see it on the screen right now? Yeah, every time you pull it up, my screen somehow goes blank, and I have to pull oh, it up again. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? Let me oh, know when you see it. You still there? Still there, JB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, my uh, my wife, my wife. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So, uh, um, okay. So, are we going back to uh, Revelation yeah. 22, 17, I'll, or I'm gonna pull up Revelation 22 real quick. So, I, I guess I'm just I want to hear like I want to give you a chance to, to take this verse in and um, 
it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same thing you heard from other people. It's a, it's like it's not gonna change. The same thing. Yeah, I I I get that, but I do think like the, the audience. I don't think anybody ever gets really a good chance to see like a conversation oh, no? like this uh, where we we kind of both take the scripture and kind of interpret it from our perspectives, and then people can just kind uh, of I don't interpret it. Let's say you know I don't interpret it. Nothing. I I I me. This not for me. I don't interpret the Bible. Only the root of David could do that. And so our teachings come from Christ Unsung Home. We believe he's a root of David, of course. But if I say anything, it's not my interpretation. I'll let you know if this is my thoughts. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I, this is how I interpret it. I'm not going to sit here and say that because I'm not the one. Okay. So you don't you don't believe that you can examine the scriptures like the brain? I can examine, I, I can examine like the this. scriptures. The scriptures testify about, you know, the scriptures prove the scriptures, you know, as well. You know, but I'm not, I'm not going, if there's something I don't get, I'm not going to try to myself trying to interpret things myself so uh, i I guess i i would like to share just a couple thoughts with you and i'm i don't i'm assuming maybe you've watched a couple of our videos dealing with this passage but um before i do that i would just like to see if if you want to share any more thoughts about it um okay so i have it highlighted are you able to see that yeah i see right here the spirit of bride say come let the one here say come and let the one who's thirsty come let the one desire to take the water of life, drink freely. Okay. This is King James Version or? This is, I believe it's NIV. NIV? Uh, I think that's N- no, it's, it's, B, it's BSB. Okay. It don't matter. Same context. Yeah. That's why people say like, oh, it's so many different Bibles, you know, it's like same context, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. So, so the, so I think, yeah, the big thing, and I, I, I understand where you guys are coming at here. I honestly do. The spirit and the bride say come. And so. I guess my, my concern and what I would encourage you with here is to consider that the simple fact that the, the bride is saying come does not at all necessitate that she's saying come to me. That, because I mean, for one thing, those words aren't in there. You don't see her saying come to me. What, oh, she, and, and that same context, you could say the spirit don't say the same thing as well. <laughs> you can say what? You can well, say I the think, same thing. I think in the context, the spirit isn't saying come to me, I think the spirit is saying, come to Jesus, come to the root and the offspring of David. You know, you think about the woman at the well, that's that. that yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's John, John chapter, John chapter four. four yeah. And Jesus says, he talks about how he's the one who gives the water of life. Yeah. And but so, then Jehovah, Jehovah gives the water of life as well. Yeah. Well, G- Jesus is Jehovah. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. But, uh, but my point here is that I, I guess I don't see anywhere in this text, if I just look at it honestly, where, where the bride or the spirit necessarily are saying, come to me. Um, and I think a good example of this, where you see this taking place in other scriptures, where, where, some, where, where the, well, let me just first say this. This is, this is what I think is the more plain and obvious reading of this text, the more honest, or, or I won't say honest, but the, what would correlate with the rest of Revelation. The bride, I think very obviously, is the people of God. It's the church, I think. Okay, so before, before you go on that with that, so yeah. you already know Revelation 21, verse 9 and 10, it says who the bride is, right? Revelation 9 and 10. 21. 21 verse 9 and 10. Let me pull that up. Revelation 9. No, no, no. 21. 21 oh. verse 9 to 10. Sorry. Yep. Let me pull it up. So that'll show you who the bride is. Before we, you know, before, because you understand, a word in the meaning, can have, a word in the Bible can have more than one meaning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, it's because you see bride, you can't assume that's the church. You can't assume it. Okay. You know, and so, so the, I, but I, I would said, point the scriptures, out here, the scriptures testify by the scriptures. So, yep. Right. So this, this right here, just, Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around about this is Ong Song Hong's book, Problems with the New Jerusalem, the Bride and Woman's Veils. 
The bride of the lamb are the 144,000 saints who have accepted the gospel. That's Ong Song Hong's belief about who uh, the bride is. There's many statements in here that I could point you to. Again, these are Ong Song Hong's words. Yeah, I, I, uh, could, I could try to read that myself. Uh, I'm going to say that with a uh, so, uh, grain of salt, you know, because I don't know, like. Okay. You know, I just yeah. listen. I, I'm just saying this honestly, like as another again, a Bible believing person. I, I totally believe that you're like, like I think you have a passion, you have a zeal for God. I'm just encouraging you. Like I feel like I'm showing you these things. Where I'm showing you right now. I'm showing you Ong Song Hong making statements about who the bride is, and they disagree with your beliefs. I, I guess I'm just saying, like, if we're if you're really honest with the Bible and you're really honest with what you're believing, it just it's confusing how you can conclude something different than Ong Song Hong did about who the bride is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. You know, and then like I see uh, where you come from. Um, me, myself, I have not read that to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I would encourage you. I think I think you you owe it to yourself to read that book and see, because I think over and over Ong Song Hong makes his his interpretation of all the, these common passages that, as you mentioned before, the ones I know you would go to. We both know the ones you're going to use. Ong Sung Hong dealt with, he didn't deal with Genesis 1, but he dealt with Galatians 4, and he dealt with Revelation 22. I believe he dealt with Revelation 21. And every place, in every instance where he deals with these and gives his interpretation, he he reveals that uh, the bride is uh, the saints. Um, he talks about here, like the New Jerusalem stands for the 144,000 saints. The 144,000 saints are all brides. Uh, and, and so, so, yeah, I'm just saying. I think I do think you owe it to yourself. How, how you know? Uh, uh, my my question would be like, how do you even know? Well, how do I know mean, what? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not even that serious. Not my, I would say how you know it's valid, but you know that's some, people could do their own background and see the validation if it's true or not. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's true, one yeah. thing. I, if I wanted to look into it, see like, okay, how deep can you get to it? How validated is really said? What the father really meant? You know, did the whole context? The father, you know. Right. Or the with the plan of Heavenly Father. Yeah. So okay, yeah. Like I get that. So let me let me just real quick. I just want to give my interpretation of what this means and why I've come to this conclusion. Then maybe just get your thoughts real quick on this. So the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come." Yeah. Let's think about this. If the Bride, we see every time in the the throughout Old and New Testament, the Bride is the people of God. I think that's a consistent testimony of Scripture. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's well, let, let me let me just let me just finish real quick, and then I'll I let you, then I'll let you, then, I, then I want you. I really do want you to give your thoughts, okay? But I'm uh, sure you get you get. I just finish this real quick. So I believe that that the consistent testimony of Scripture is that God marries His people. That that the Bride of Christ is the saints, the body of Christ, and so. And I, I get it. I get that multiple words can have multiple meanings. You know, uh, uh, one point, Jesus is the lamb of God. Another point, we're the sheep. Like, so I get that. Like, and I, I understand. Uh, I think that's a good point. I think sorry about here, that point up to you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think here, what's obvious, uh, if, we, if we dug really dug into it, that the new Jerusalem uh, represents the people of God. You see scriptures that talk about how, um, you know, the church is the temple. Yeah. We are God's building. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, you're not wrong saying that. Yeah, the bride can refer to the church. You're completely right about yeah. that. Yeah. So here's my my biggest point though is is refers to this word come. So mm -hmm. I think the the whole basis of the argument by the WMSCOG that this refers to Mother God is the belief the 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 assumption that they begin with that when the bride says come, she, the bride is saying come to myself. So if we look at places like Psalm ninety five one, 
this is not the bride, or this is this is not Mother God, obviously in the context of Psalm 95, but yet we see the word come being used. They're saying, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout out loud to the rock of our salvation. So as the people of God, we are sent into the world to proclaim the gospel. We're sent to preach the gospel to all nations, as I know you would agree with. Um, and so what is the message that we're supposed to go out and preach to the world where we're supposed to preach, hey, come, come to God, come, come and get salvation. I'm, I'm commissioned, we're commissioned as followers of Jesus to proclaim to the world, come to Jesus, come and get living water. And so I just think it's a stretch to say simply because the bride is saying, come here, that that necessitates that the bride is saying, come to me. I think there's no evidence. There's no reason to assume that. But I think there's I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. If we look at the consistent testimony of both Old and New Testament, that God's people are the ones who can um, can go into the, are going into the world and saying, "Come to Jesus." And so, to end with that, I, I would just ask you this this question: I think is, do you believe that it's possible for me or or you even as as somebody who believes in Jesus, as a for a preacher of the gospel to go into the world and legitimately say, "Come, come to Jesus." Can they? Yeah, you see that one right there without necessitating that they're saying come to myself mm, that, okay. do you, does yeah. that question make sense yeah i understand where you're coming from okay so there's a couple points um i like to make um to go back to my screen okay so um so i said the spirit and the bride say come so you said the bride here could be the church but then who's the spirit who's the uh, first question i want to ask then who's the spirit well it's just, it's got the spirit of god the spirit, the spirit of god yeah so the spirit of God alongside with God's people are saying, come. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, the people of God are sent into the world by the power of the spirit. Um, we're not commissioned to go out into the world by our own strength and efforts and, and proclaim the gospel and get people to come and actually believe we're going with the spirit. We're proclaiming the gospel by the power of the spirit. And you see Jesus, you know, telling people like when you, you go and you're standing before the judgment, like don't rely on your own ability to, answer but like rely on the spirit so i, I think just think that's another way in revelation 22 where yeah, we're yeah. seeing it saying that this the people of god by the power of the spirit together they're inviting the world to come to jesus and yeah, come yeah. to salvation i believe that that verse right there because the spirit of bride say come i believe we are the one that says um it's the, it's, the, it's the next verse i believe not the next verse but the next sentence it said and let the one who hears say come so let the one who hears say come so we don't want to hear the words of of God, God's people, we hear, we first hear the message. Faith comes from hearing the word, so that's what faith comes from hearing the word. And of course, faith is believing the un, uh, unseen. Right. So we hear the words of message. We hear we hear God say, "Come." Mm -hmm. And so since we hear God say, "Come," now we're the ones who are going out to the world to say, tell people to come. And so let the one who hears say, "Come." And, so I'll be, okay. So yeah, that's my point, though. Is you're okay, going okay, into okay, the world, okay, right? okay. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Jordan. We have one minute. We have one yep, minute. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, and so that'd be what my one. That'd be a point for me. I, I bring up let the ones that hear say come. So that'd be us, you know. Not we're not. And in this context, we're in Book of Revelation. The bride here, we can see in Revelation twenty-one. I thought I was trying to show up earlier. Revelation twenty-one, verse nine to ten. And it could be another verse up right there. It says, yeah. "Yeah." And so then the one of the seven angels with the seven bowls for the seven last place came and said to me, "Come, I will show you the bride. I'll come show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb." And he carried me away in his spirit to a mountain great and high and what was shown and show me the holy city jerusalem come down at a heaven from god mm -hmm. and so apostle john wrote this apostle john he said come i will show you the bride and so and okay. they said come i was then what was shown was the heavenly jerusalem 
So right here, the bride here, it refers to the heavenly Jerusalem. And nowhere it talks right. about the heavenly Jerusalem being God's people. Like, it, it, uh, uh, to my knowledge, what I read, it never refers to God's people as being the heavenly Jerusalem. Like, I, I don't know. Can you show me a verse? If it, if it do say that, I'm not. Uh, um, yeah. I would I would love to. Uh, that's actually a, a subject we're going to. I don't know if you watched the videos with Tim, but that's something he's really wanted to cover. And he's in the middle of digging up verses. And so I uh, there's many Old Testament scriptures that would that consistently reference God's people as being Jerusalem. Uh, the Jerusalem. Head, OK, OK, OK. So there's two Jerusalems. Yeah, there's a physical Jerusalem. As a spiritual Jerusalem, this is a heavenly Jerusalem. So nowhere it speaks about God's people being the heavenly Jerusalem. And think about it too: the heavenly Jerusalem is coming down out of heaven from God. God's people are on this earth who will be redeemed to go to heaven. And okay, so this but, heavenly but guys, Jerusalem. But think about this: God's people are born from above. When we believe in Jesus, we're we're we're. Hey, hey, you're not. Hey, you're right about that. Hey, Jordan, you're right about that. We yeah. do come from above. <laughs> so I, I would say that's just. Revelation is highly symbolic and, and it's I highly think, symbolic. Yeah. Listen, and so like, I'll, I'll acknowledge like right now, I don't have the verses off the top of my head. I, I, I know there's, I could, I would okay. love to go so, away. So from you, can't, they, they, you can't say that the bride is the church when they said the bride well, no, is no, no, the no, heavenly no. Jerusalem. I, the heavenly Jerusalem, you have no verse to show that the heavenly Jerusalem is the church. So therefore you well, can't I, say I, that I think the bride I'm, there that's not what I'm is saying. the church. I, I think I can pull it. <laughs> you just say you have no verse. It's all plain. It's all plain. Say what again? Sorry, you just say you have no verse to show me that the Jerusalem in heaven is the saints. You can't show me that. So we understand that the bride is the Jerusalem in heaven. And so well, the Jerusalem in heaven I, I, is not referred to the saints. Like, you can't show me that. Since you can't show me that, you can't say that the bride is the church since the bride is the Jerusalem in heaven. You can't show me that. Okay. So here, here's, um, and I, I, sorry that I don't want to keep cutting you off and jumping off. No, you're good, Jordan. This, this, this will be a better conversation yeah, it'll be a better conversation if we stop and let each other speak. I know it's easy to get excitable. And so I want to be, you know, I think just stay calm and let each other share your thoughts. So, um, so I think, yeah, I think that's, that's a decent point, but, but I, let me just honestly tell you why I have challenges with what you just said, because one thing, your argument is that I can't prove or show you that the Holy City Jerusalem or the heavenly Jerusalem is God's people. But how, how much more can you not show, if, if that was the case, how much more can you not show that the holy city, the heavenly Jerusalem is mother God? Um, well, I think there's, uh, let me just say this last thing. There yeah, is, yeah. I, I think I can, I can show you that, that the heavenly Jerusalem is the people of God. And it might take me going away and doing an Old Testament study. But, uh, but, <laughs> but um, it, I think I could even quickly, just off the top of my head, reference scriptures like, Ephesians 2.20, that God's people are consistently referenced as like this building, this this city, this, this yeah, yeah. place where God dwells. And so like Ephesians 2.20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, um, I think I could reference to the fact that, the again, back to the fact that the people of God are consistently in the Old and New Testament correlated with the bride of Christ and references those who God himself marries and who are joined to him in a marriage type relationship. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. So you're not wrong I, so I can look at this and I think it's fair and reasonable biblically to say, hey, I think a pretty good explanation of who the heavenly Jerusalem is, is that it's the people of God. The fact that it's, it, it uses the, the specific term heavenly Jerusalem, I'll give, you that, I'll give you the fact that maybe you can't find it specifically in the Old Testament where it says the people of God are the heavenly Jerusalem, but God's people are consistently referenced as 
uh, under like the names Jerusalem. Um, you know, you even think of uh, Jesus uh, or, or, or like uh, the, the prophets when they speak about God's people. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to overspeak because I know I, this is not this is not like I have a great knowledge of this off the top of my head. But but I do I do feel confident that I could go away and find a consistent testimony of the Old Testament that God's people can be biblically referred to and are biblically referred to consistently as being Jerusalem. God refers to them as Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think it's a very reasonable biblical conclusion to look at this passage and say, this is a reference to God's people. When I take the fact that the Old Testament testimony is that God's people are, are the bride and the New Testament testimony, that that's the case, I think it's fair to say when I look at this, uh, to, to assume, I, I think it's much more reasonable to assume that this is the people of God uh, than, yeah. to, than to somehow insert that this is a, a separate female deity. I guess yeah. in this text, yeah. I see no evidence at all that there's any reference being made to, here to a female deity. Okay, one thing I can show you. Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, I can actually show you that Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem is referred to a mother. <laughs> I can show you that. So Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, I could tell you right now in the Old Testament, it refers to uh, God's people, but the physical Jerusalem is actually referred to a mother as well. That's what it says in the Bible, like, I take your mother away from you. You know, so it speaks about Jerusalem being a mother. That's deep too, a physical mother. It's talking about like, not, not like a, it's, uh, yeah, it talks about God's people, Jerusalem is being a mother to them. Okay. And so I know you're not going to show you a verse. Well, I can't say that guarantee because like I said, it could be multiple meanings to a uh, verse, a uh, uh, word as well. But I know, like reading the Old Testament, it refers to Jerusalem, the physical Jerusalem, as their as their mother. That's what we see even like uh, Daniel's to pray to Jerusalem. They face Jerusalem because they like they praise Jerusalem as their mother. And so, okay. Um, so again, I I think from that I just say I think it, it would be a dramatic stretch to jump from an analogy of Jerusalem being the mother of of uh, of the people of God. Well, I mean, we could look at Galatians four, and I could completely acknowledge, yeah, in that instance. The Jerusalem above is referenced as our mother, but I think it's a huge dramatic stretch to take that analogy and interpret that analogy as 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 being purposed by the writers to to teach about a female deity. Does that make sense? So we look at we could look at Galatians four, which which again is is another common one that I know yeah, um, yeah, WMSU yeah. would go to. But I think it's it's I, again I would just say like I get yeah, there's a reference of a mother. But how do you go from that analogy of a mother to female deity? How do you do um, that? Honestly, I, 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 can, I can let you sum it up a little bit. Um, you probably know I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. Yeah. So we are, you know, we say it's a female deity because, you know, if we if we're claiming we're claiming the spirit and the bride say come, we're claiming this bride here is Jerusalem, my mother, and so the spirit and the bride they are saying come, so they could give you the water of life that only God can give. So only God gives the water of life. So since the bride here is Jerusalem, our mother, so since she gives out the water of life, she has yeah, to but, be God. But again, I don't see I don't see any proof that the bride in Revelation 22 is giving the water of life. I don't see anywhere <laughs> in the text that you see that. Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. I'm not going to like say like that's what it is. That's what it is to you. No, no. If you don't see it, then shoot. I see it. You know. If you don't see it, you know. Everybody's not going to see it. You know. Some people are going to make it, it makes sense to some people. Some people it do not make absolutely no sense at all. You know, growing up, you know, some things did not make sense to me at all. You know, about Jesus Christ, like, it don't make sense to me, you know, right. so that's why, you know, so some people see it, some people don't. Some people see Jesus like, he's not God, I can't see it. How can God come in the flesh? I cannot see that. You know, so some people are going to see it like we see Jesus God, some people don't. 
we can't force them to see it. Like I see the bride here being a heavenly mother. I can't, I'm just going to say it is. I'm not going to force you to say that's what it is. You're wrong. You know, I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but that's how I see it. And that's how, that's how we believe, you know, and, and even Galatians 4.26 said that heavenly Jerusalem is our mother. And then verse 31, it says, therefore, we are children of the free woman. We are children of the free woman. What do the women do? They give life. They give life. They're our mother and they give life to us. And so this is not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing because she's the mother of us all. She's our mother. Me and you don't have, not have the same mother physically, but spiritually, we have the same mother. And so since she gave us life, what type of life do we want spiritually? We want eternal life. Mm -hmm. So since she does that, that has to be God. It has to be God. It makes sense. Think about so, it. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time, that last sentence? You said since she does something, she has to be God. What did you say again? She gives life. A mother gives life. What type of life do the children of God want? Eternal life. So we are children of the free woman. A children of the free woman. What do the women that have children call as a mother? And what do mothers do? They give life. But what type of life do God's people want? We want spiritual life that only God can give us. God only gives us eternal life, spiritual life. So since here's Jerusalem above is doing that, and we must become children of her, then she has to be God. Think about it. God is called a father. God is called a father. Think about a life on this earth. Like anybody cannot be called a father. You're a father because you have children. But that child came from your wife, his mother, right? Or uh, her. I don't know if you have a son or daughter. Um, hey, you might. Sorry, you might turn your audio down just a tad. There's a little bit of that glitch happening. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm probably too close to my. Laptop. No, you're good. You're you're feeling the passion, so probably getting a little bit loud. That's that, okay. I know. That, that's all times. Uh, you know, that's one thing my mom loves about it. Even though she might not come to believe, you know. She respects it, you know, and she loves it because I used to call a lot of heartaches to my my, my physical mother. You know, yep. I, was not, I, was not, I was not the best child at all. I was not a good son, you know, but okay. God changed me so much. And then my mother, my physical mom, she loves me so much. You know, she see the change. She see the zeal, the passion of it. Yeah. She loves that. <laughs> I'm nobody to boast about, but she boasts about me. And I like, I'm, I'm there's nothing I'm doing that's just boastful. You know, I'm just repaying my God coming down to this earth and saving us yep you know and so yeah i, okay, I have a so let, yeah so let you me know, father, uh, like father mother like changed me so much it's like if people want to talk about testimony you know i have a testimony like a, like a deep testimony like for real like you gotta understand how much father mother has changed me so much and i it's, it's sad to see like these other stories of other people have, what they went through i don't know if they're true or false you gotta think about it you don't know if they're true or not like me you could have added me on this screen and i could have started talking crazy and claiming to be a member Right. So uh, one thing I ask you too, Jordan, like make sure like um, before any members do want to do these videos, make sure they're like really members. So they're not coming here like cussing and yeah, 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 yeah. claiming sure. they members and, and talking this crazy nonsense that we have nothing to do with. And then like it, everybody points the finger at us like, see, that's their member. Look at their fruits. Look at their fruits. <laughs> no, I get, I get that. Um, so yeah, no, and I think that probably goes back a little bit to what we began the conversation about. Um, what... So real quick, sorry, I'm trying to do five things at once. Um, you good. Let me, let me just go back real quick. I, I just, I don't want to rewind it away from rewind this. It. Rewind it back yeah, a little let's bit. Rewind, let's, let's take it back a moment to Galatians, okay? Because I think this is, this is a big deal. So you, okay. you kept referencing to mother, mother gives, mothers give life, all these things, which, which, yeah, I, I get that. But just taking this text, do you see Galatians 4 right now? Is that up on your screen? Yes. Yeah, okay. Good. So, so here's the thing: is like I, what we need to do. What I would need to do 
to interpret this passage is, is to look at it and see what, what was Paul's purpose? What was he trying to communicate? And did he tell us plainly what he was trying to communicate? And, and, and I think the clear thing is that he did. So Galatians 24, it, when he talks about um, the, the free woman, he talks about uh, the right here, the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. We need to look within the context and see, does he explain what he means by that? Yeah, I, I, I know you're going to bring up the two covenants. You know, one represents the Old Testament, one, one represents the New right. Covenant. You know, we believe that Heavenly Mother is the reality of the New Covenant. Just like Jesus Christ is the reality of the temple, his reality, he's the word of God. You know, okay, but here would be my thing with that is, is where in the context of the book of Galatians do you get that that Paul's argument is is somehow connected to a female deity? The whole argument, the whole the whole context of Galatians is is this debate between law versus faith. It's it's faith, faith in Jesus and grace, faith, salvation by faith through grace. That is the that is the message of the new covenant that Paul is consistently trying to get across in Galatians 3. And I, I get I guess I just like I'm just being honest. I'm not saying this to be offensive or attacking. I'm just I, my honest analysis of this is I just see it as biblically irresponsible to take this and from it interpret a uh, female deity and then be teaching people that you need to worship and believe only on this female deity for salvation. And you're doing that based on vague verses like this, that I think if you just honestly examine the context, there's absolutely zero reason to conclude a female deity from this. Um, I, I, I guess I'm just, again, I just asked like where you would say that the new, the new covenant equals mother God, but I'm just asking like, where is that? Where, where is that in this text? Can you show me in this text where there's a female deity? Hmm. Well, going back, I was saying earlier, I said, if you go to verse 30, if you go to even verse like 28, you know, you go to verse uh, 31, you know, it speaks about, you know, we are children like Isaac, uh, children of promise. Yep. So verse, see here. Which, sorry, what verse are you talking about? Verse eight. Verse twenty-eight, and then we got verse thirty-one. Okay. Yep. Well, so we're like Isaac, children of promise. That promise is what eternal life. Uh huh. So that's the promise that God gives us is eternal life. And okay. so it's it's all about just going back to prophecies as well. That's one thing. Like the Bible talks about, like we cannot hold prophecies to content. You know, we want to study the prophecies. If you don't understand the prophecies, we want to understand the prophecies. I just, it's good to have, like, faith. It always starts about faith with Jesus Christ. Always starts with faith and having love. And then you want to extend, you want to study the prophecies as well. And so we see here, it reference the children. Uh, <clears throat> my goodness. So a reference here that we are children, like Isaac, like children of promise. Yeah. And so going back to the history of Abraham, you got to understand the deep prophecies about that. Because Abraham had children he had um, ishmael and he had isaac okay and so uh, then you understand to be able to have a, a to be an heir you know it, it all depends on the firstborn but we see here ishmael he did not receive the inheritance but isaac did though he was not the firstborn we see isaac received inheritance but how come isaac was able to receive the inheritance because of his mother his mother made a way for him so that he could be, uh, so he could be have the inheritance. And so you see here, we are children like Isaac, children of promise, children of eternal life. So we have to be like Isaac. And so Isaac, he was able to receive the inheritance all because of his mother as well. And so even going back to verse 31, so that's a prophecy as well. 
Abraham's family is all about uh, it's all about a uh, 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 prophecy as well. And so now, if you go back to verse thirty-one, it says that we are children of the free woman. So it speaks to that we are children. The Bible always talks about we're children of God. We're children of God, right? But here in this verse thirty-one, it says we are children of the free woman. So it referring to us that we are children of the free woman. But who's the free woman? The, the free woman. The woman is a new covenant. <laughs> well, that's that's what Paul says. The new covenant, which again in the yeah, context not, of Galatians, not. in the context of Galatians, is, is there's no mention of a female deity. In the context of Galatians, the new covenant is this covenant of salvation by uh, by faith. The new covenant is the fact that we. Um, so that, uh, one we thing, come um, to God now. Our relationship with God no longer depends on the law. Salvation is no longer; it's not dependent on the law and the one who's able to keep the law. Salvation is dependent on grace. That's that's the essence of what Paul's trying to get at in Galatians. When he yeah, so the one thing, one thing too, we could talk about that later. I really want to dig deep into that as well. Uh, okay. We could probably hold that for next um, for three minutes. Uh, because you're talking about new covenant faith, and that's it. You know. Um, it's well, more to uh, it. I guess what I'm just asking is here. Here's my thing. This is why this is an important conversation. Is because you're coming. You're coming to this. Hey, Kels is back. Yeah, she's back. Welcome back, Kelsey. <laughs> hey guys. So, right. so my 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 thing here, and like I know this this conversations like this will just I think naturally get somewhat heated. I think we can do that because this is this is a big deal. We're both passionate about this, and this this we need to know this. The people listening need to know this. If this text teaches that there's a female deity, obviously that's a huge, significant thing. Well, but, this text uh, itself, this text itself, don't uh, this text itself does not show us a, that a deity of God. This shows that we have a okay, mother. So, the reason so, we show we the reason we show and, that yeah. she's God is. I'm sorry, Jordan. Go ahead, Jordan. I'm sorry. No, you're. I'm just saying, like, yes, exactly, but but. Here, here's what I'm trying to get at is this is an important thing. This is a salvation issue. This is a matter of eternal life versus eternal separation from God. And if it's based on these vague passages, if God made it so unclear as, as it is and in, in, in from what you're saying where the, 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 the common person just reads this and examines this honestly, uh, there's no mention of a female deity. And so, but yet you're saying salvation and let me correct that. I know you've you've said you're not saying this necessarily, but the WMSCOG says salvation depends on faith in this female deity. But yet God never makes that clear. I, I think just the honest person who reads texts like this, you can't find you can't find the female deity. Um, if you're if you look honestly at the context of Paul, you see him talking about something much different than that. Um, and further than that, if you go and look at Ong Song Hong's own words um, about Galatians, you see him. Uh, saying things like this, like the only reason here, he says, uh, well, actually, let me just pull this up. Because again, he, he, he talks, said, he says it's the new covenant. Yeah, you, ha you haven't read this. So I just think this is a big deal for you to see. This is, again, Ong Song Hong's own words. I know you said earlier whether or not this is true. You know, you'd have to research it yourself or people would need to find that out for themselves. The, the, the w when I was a member, the WMSCOG, they acknowledged that this was true. They and they, had, they, they just had a justification for why it exists. But okay. they acknowledged that this is true. Oh, that, sorry, that this book exists, not the the, the is, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Ong Song Hong about Galatians 4. Here, here's what I'd say you, as a follower, you, you even said at the beginning of this, your faith and Mother God ultimately depends, it starts with Ong Song Hong. So, I think you owe it to yourself 
to start with Ong Sung Hong's words about Galatians 4. If you personally are going to use Galatians 4 to believe in the doctrine of Mother God, you should start with Ong Sung Hong's views of Galatians 4. And the one, I think one of the significant places we see Ong Sung Hong give an interpretation, this is what he says. He says, the only reason that Apostle Paul wrote Galatians 4, 22 through 26 is to clarify that the history of Abraham is a prophecy then he references this verse that we're kind of going back and forth on about the, the different covenants. So then he says here, again, remember, the only reason Apostle Paul wrote this is because this is a prophecy of the old covenant and the new covenant. Again, I would say both the both toward Aung San Hong and to God, if salvation in Mother God was or, or faith in Mother God was necessary for salvation, it seems so hugely yeah. uh, uh, negligent that Ong Song Hong did not mention that anywhere in his interpretation of Galatians 4. And further than that, and more importantly, I think, is that Paul himself never referenced that. He never mentioned faith in a female deity. He never mentioned the existence of a female God uh, in reference to these passages. And so I think all that, I know that's kind of long-winded. All that just comes back to the basic question of, I guess I'm just asking you honestly, this is one of three of the main texts I think that you would use that we know you would go to to prove mother God. I'm just saying, where is she in this? Um, it, it just shows that we have a mother. It don't refers to she being God. We show her that she's God because she's the bride who gives us the water life. And so that's how we show her that she's God. This okay, just shows okay. us we have a mother. And so we so just where, where I, 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 then I'd ask you again, where is the testimony of scripture that says, the, the mother or the bride is the one who gives the water of life Other that's going back that, that that's going back to the way we see it the way we perceive things you see it one way i see it, it makes it makes sense to me you know just like some just like we believe in jesus christ some people can't see that it does not make sense to them but it makes sense to us this thing right here revelation 22 it makes sense to me it makes perfect sense to me and might not make sense to you but hey Yep. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and force you like, no, this is what it says. This is what it is. You know, I'm not, you know, just like yeah, you're trying yeah, to do yeah. to me. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just like I both have eyes. You have eyes. You know, we see how we see it. You know, I, I believe and in Christ. I, 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 Go ahead. I think what, yeah, I think what I would say to that, though, is that it's not so much that it's a matter of it making sense to us or not. It's, it's more a matter of does the Bible, does the text of Scripture that we examine actually ever teach that um if that's our foundation of truth and, and i guess so i guess i get go with that's with that same context i could like list a whole bunch of things that modern day christians do that's not biblical but we won't we won't talk about that later yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, i, I mean, say the same exact thing it was the same point i'm gonna mention i'm bringing this point back to you okay i'm bringing the same point up to you you know later on when we talk about biblical stuff you know so yeah. yeah so like my thing would be that i can i can take you to you know dozens upon dozens of scriptures very quickly where yeah, Jesus is the one where Jesus is the one giving eternal life. Um, I could take you to dozens and dozens of uh, scriptures where God is consistently and only ever referenced with male uh, uh, words. Oh, that's not true. That are, you see what you see Galatians 1 26 27 it talks about a female as well. Galatians in reference to God being a female Galatians 1 26. Yeah, and now you know <laughs> there is a Galatians one twenty six. You mean you mean Genesis, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thank you, thank you so much. Okay, uh, where, yeah, where is so there you, ever, you, I, I would just ask then in Genesis one, where are there ever female uh, uh, pronouns? Am I using the right 
English verbiage there. Uh, I'm not good at English as well. <laughs> female pronouns used in reference to God. Where in Genesis 1 is that? Okay, so you already know the verse yeah, I was going Yeah, you already know the answer. <laughs> I, I pretty well, much well, know I think, Well, I think the answer is that it's not there. That's just my honest answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because but every I time, I mean, I can show you, you can see on the screen, he, he, his, and you know, I think the significant thing is, look at, I mean, look at this, when he's referencing the creation of man being in his own image, first it's his, it's single, then it's in the image of God, he created him, he's again, both man and God are single here, but then he makes the distinction that mankind is them, there's a, plura, there's a, there's a distinction now being made that one, mankind consists of both male and female, and there's a uh, a plura plurality there. There's more than a, a single unit, and then also uh, he make he he makes the point to, to make sure to, say, to continue to say that God is one. There's only one God. He he doesn't. It, I, I think here, if this could be properly used to defend the doctrine of Mother God, then what we need to see right here in this verse is a distinction made between both man and uh, God as being existing as both male and female. But the author here makes sure to distinguish mankind as being both male and female. Yeah, and then he also, in the, same, in the same, in the same uh, sentence, makes sure to continue to refer to God as only a single God existing uh, as, as a God who can only properly and rightly be referred to with uh, male pronouns. So um, go ahead. Okay, that's a lot. Um, I know that's a lot. Uh, I'll, know I'll try to slow down a little bit. I don't know where to begin. Nah. Okay. So, um, yeah, he said first of guys singular, but if you go to the original um, Hebrew text, it'll say Elohim. You already know that. Um, yeah. It refers to God being Elohim 2,500 times in the Bible. So you can actually Google that yourself. It refers to God as being more than one 2,500 times. Right. God, God being Elohim. So the Bible clearly yeah. shows there's more than one God. Can I can I make a point about that though? Because the word Elohim is even it it yeah, uh, it's other, plural, other, other but it's other guy, other other religions use Elohim, like even the pagan gods, they use Elohim. Well, well, even in the Bible, Elohim has been used to refer to false gods as well. So yeah, just because it's, it's used thousands of times doesn't mean it's used thousands of times in the context that the WMS says it's being used. Yeah, but I think it refers to God as Elohim multiple times, more a lot of times. It, it, it's, it's specifically didn't have to be two thousand five hundred times, but I know for sure that God refers to El Elohim. Uh, multiple times to have well, the Jewish not just so yeah, not just not just God, but there's again like even false gods are referred to as Elohim. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Cause, cause Elohim just means gods, plural gods, and so right. that's the thing. And so it refers to God in the Bible as Elohim. That means there has to be more than one God and uh, the biblical God. But yeah, Elohim could be referred to as false gods as, as well. There's false Elohim's. You know, there's false gods. Yeah, but we see here that God is referred to as the God who created the heavens and the earth. Is referred to as Elohim. So since God is referred to Elohim, that means there's gods, multiple gods. Yes, I'm, you're not you're not wrong saying that. Yeah, false gods can be referred to as Elohim as well. But it says here Elohim created heavens and earth. Elohim is the one who delivered them out of Egypt. We see that Elohim is, is continues speaking of what you can see that God in the Bible refers to as Elohim multiple times. And you could go to the Jewish Bible and you can see that. So I think the the only thing really that can be established from that, and, and even if we we uh, even if I give you that, which I I don't have a great grasp of the word elohim and what i like a firm uh well trinity trinity yeah like i don't have a firm view at this point of what i think elohim and trinity is two different two different things 
well, what I'm saying is I don't have a firm view of what I think Genesis, the writer of Genesis was trying to convey when he used the word Elohim. But let's just say for the sake of the argument that you're right, that Elohim was used in this context to convey the idea of God existing in a plurality, which I think is very well uh, likely. Um, and, and I mean, obviously, you see God say, uh, let us, you know, he says, let us make man in our image. And so I think I think there's pretty good grounds to use this to say that there is a plurality within God. And which means that there's more than one God. You say, yeah, the Bible says one God, but think about Adam and Eve. Uh, Kelly, you already know like about this as well. So Adam and Eve, how many people is that? Um, Jordan. How many people? Yeah, how many? How many is Adam and Eve? There's how many two, is... two people. Two, but they said a one. The Bible said that yeah. Adam and Eve are one flesh. So how many? Saying... Well, can I just ask this? How many people? The Father and the Son. How many people? That's one. There's not two people there. They're the same person. There's no, there's no separate, there's no separation with the father. There's no separation. So why, why do we see Jesus <clears throat> praying to the father? Why do we see Jesus obeying the father? Why do because we see he, Jesus he, asking why the father <clears throat> abandoned him on the cross? How can a, how can a person. That's deep. You, that's deep you said that because when he said that on the cross, we see that you see this um, footnote. It's a prophecy about that. Him come as David. And so when, he, when on the cross, you could, you could go to the footnote and see like the reference verse that he showed. But again, Christ Jesus, he came as God in the flesh. Like, um, yeah, this would be a question for like non-believers or people who don't believe in Jesus Christ. You, of course, already know the answer already, but Jesus yeah. Christ, he came as God. He's the son of God. He, why he came as a son? Because he came to set a perfect example of how to become sons of, and daughters of God, how to become children of God. So he came being born as a child so he could set the example of how to become the children of God. And so, yeah, even like with that, going back so to I, Genesis. I, I guess, how does, how does that answer the question though of how, why, why did Jesus pray to the father? Why do we see Jesus obeying the Father? Because if we're if he was setting an example, then what that shows me, if we follow your conclusion, what that shows me is that we need to pray to ourselves. Because if Jesus, if the Son and the Father are the same person, then the Son was praying to nobody. He was praying to himself, or he wasn't praying to anybody. Um, if there are not multiple persons within, within well, the well, Father and see, Son. That's kind of, okay, okay, okay. They're talking about the uh, perspective of God. It's hard because, you know, Jesus appeared to how many people? 400 finding people at the same time. And so, but we see the same person. 200 people? I forgot. I f you brought the verse up earlier. You brought the verse up earlier. I forgot. But about we see here, God is omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere. He could be at one place and another place at the same time. And so, huh? Huh? One minute. Okay. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around in the comments. I don't even know how long this has been going on, but uh, I know. I'm sorry, I've seen, I'm sorry about I've, that. No, you're good. I've seen multiple questions, guys, in the comments. I don't, again, uh, we will probably maybe at the end, depending on how long this goes, try to get to a few of those. But uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. I, I mean, myself, I'm, got, um, I'm getting rebuked by my wife. No. <laughs> uh oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no no because we got things we got plans to do so um yep that's fine we can try to wrap this up soon um i think to end this what i or or, or just just going back to that point, i, I had a couple up. i had a couple yeah, yeah, go ahead, end, go you know i got like i got like 10 minutes i'm gonna try to push 20 um she came out two times already <laughs> i'll probably push into the fourth time and then i'll probably go back <laughs> uh, uh uh okay yeah so we could okay keep it short we could come disagree we could come to agree to disagree, you know. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, what you're saying was for the viewers, of course, you know. I feel like you you try to, like, 
say things, you know, for me, me personally, I think majority of the context here was for the viewers, yeah. Um, you know, because some people, I do, I do encounter people preaching as well. And like, you know, people, they, they say crazy things. You know, people who follow Christ, they follow Jesus. I met one person who I felt like really had love for me. He really had, he tried to tell me like, no, no. And I really felt in his heart, he really, like, what he believed, like, it, it, was, it was nice to like, know the type of faith. He, he preached really with love. Even though we were preaching, yeah. like, he came to us and like, hey, I know, like, well, you know, I know certain, you know, I know about your church, you know, and then he tried to like, really like, show love to me. You know, that's nice about it. So uh, I met one person, <laughs> like, you know, everybody else is crazy to me. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. they persecute us. You know, I like it. It's funny. You know, it's funny to persecute us, you know. It's, I'd rather walk in this way than the way I used to walk. So it's not nice. thanks for my mother. Um, yeah. So let's come and disagree. You could agree to disagree, you know. Uh, it's for the viewers, of course. Uh, for the viewers, if you have any questions, you know, comments, is, you're not going to get your answers, question, uh, your questions answered on comments. You know, you just be curious. You know, like I was curious. I wanted to know what it was about. And just seek for it, you know, and then you could test it as well. If it's true, it's true. If it's not, then, you know, make your choice. That's upon you, you know, but don't just say I completely disagree without you studying and knowing the full context of what we're talking about, you know. So that's why I talk to the viewers about. Um, one thing as well um, about the viewers, I'll have to explain. Well, actually, I have to ask you I have to ask a couple of questions. Oh, my goodness, so many questions to ask. Yeah, and uh, we can we, we can do another video like this, man. If you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to do another one, I mean, I'm I'm willing to to do that again at some point. Okay, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this this was this was fun. This is fun. <laughs> um, and so it's funny. Okay, I have a couple of questions. It's like off topics, I guess, off the Bible. It's just like perspective yeah. of the church. So uh, people say like we brainwash people. I want to know what it means to be brainwashed in your uh, context with that or your definition. What does it mean to be brainwashed? Kelsey, I'm going to let you speak into that because you having come from the church, I want to, I think that'd be more of a effective answer to come from you about what, what from your perspective, the brainwashing of this group looks like. Well, for, for me, it's, it's basically changing your, your whole, your whole, look at things and, and it, there's there's many things in the world that you can you know that can change your you know view of the world but the thing with the WMSCOG and speaking from my experience is that you know for me personally I went from some I went as someone who you know didn't really care about the bible didn't really you know you know I never studied the bible before coming to the to, to the WMSCOG yeah. and then all of a sudden going full force into it so there's a lot of things that happen now looking back and after having, you know, read various books about cults um, to see that the WMSCOG really fits the pattern of a destructive cult. So starting with oh, like, okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, Kels. Okay. What is a destructive cult? Let me know because people come oh. to keep saying like, we are destructive cults. What did Got I mean? to touch on that one. Good question. What is a destructive cult, right? So there, there again, there's various pieces that that make something identifiable, like identified as a destructive cult. So first thing is like, um, it, like first step is is love bombing, right? So you enter the church and and everybody usually has the same 
um, how do you say the same view of the church when they first go is that everybody's so loving, right? Everybody's so like attentive. Everybody's giving you compliments. You know, you want to go back because of the members. That's actually a common tactic of destructive cults is this love bombing. So they, they make uh, you want to come back. Okay. Um, one thing, also I tell us, um, mm-hmm. one thing, um, because before this interview, uh, or not interview meeting <laughs> interview, <laughs> uh, I actually looked at the word that, I, I looked at the word destructive cult and so Jordan, well, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not done yet though there's there's more aspects of it yeah I know that's it's, it's a lot to uh but it seemed like what you talked about uh I never saw that being you like never a, saw love bombing in the church I never saw that being like a characteristic of a destructive cult that's what I'm saying and so I looked at the word destructive cult characteristics and I didn't see it like uh that's a characteristic of love bombing and we're loving you know people you know it's I don't know because I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a different situation because I saw like both like ah oh, like this person like ah uh, this person's loving this person like ah uh, it's mixed personalities it's not like everybody was like all lovey-dovey you know so I had like a but I didn't come for the love you know the love is nice love is nice of course uh you know but if you're gonna come to a church come for like you know the love of God you know that's 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 what you want to come to church for you know uh when people say uh a law bomb and then things change and I don't want to come to church no more. It's like, you wasn't really in for God at first. You was just in because of the love of the brothers and sisters, which, you know, it, the brothers and sisters love is, is nice as well, but priority has to be the love of God. You know, who cares if the brothers and sisters come up? Like, you know. Well, can, can I continue in my, in my explanation? Um, oh, yeah. Because it's not just love bombing, like I said. It's there's there's various aspects that make something a destructive cult, and it's not just going to be like a one sentence definition of the word or of the of the term. It's it's what they do. It's all the different things that they do that, when added up, they show themselves as a destructive cult. So, like I said, with love bombing, right, making you want to go. Because um, I mean like businesses when you think of businesses for example they're gonna they're gonna treat you nice because they want your service right so i mean it's it's again it's more aspects involved that really help or that really make the wms cog fit the pattern of a destructive cult and again one uh one is another one is about you know um like you have to like all your life choices that you that you make right like for example wanting to go on vacation wanting to go to someone's wedding wanting to go to school wanting to join the military wanting to marry someone all these life choices they need to be brought up uh, or they need to be asked um for you need to ask permission for um within the church i i i I know you're probably going to say that you know some people you know a lot of people they don't ask permission they just do it right um but the thing is, is like the more you're in the church, the less freedom you have. Um, so if, I've, if I'm a three-year, four-year member, I might not have to ask permission as opposed to if I'm a 10-year member and I want to go on vacation. That's a different story. I need to ask permission and they're probably going to deny it because they're saying, why are you going to go on vacation when you should be preaching the gospel? There's that one. Um, there's also, you know, uh, just again, taking away basic basic dis like not only decision making but like just what you're doing within your life right like you can't like when I was a member I could no longer go and hang out with my friends whenever I wanted to I could I was not allowed to date people I was not allowed to I mean there's just like a whole laundry list of items that I was no longer allowed to do that to anybody else would seem just like a normal a normal situation like a normal like living your life without doing anything bad 
but according to the church, they they told me I couldn't do. And I see, Jordan, you're pulling up something about signs of a cult. I mean, critical, like, number one, opposing I critical thinking. Uh-huh. Sorry, Go your ahead, voice Jake. is a little your voice is a little low. I didn't hear. Oh, I'm sorry. I was um talking to my wife. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> is that the, yeah. is that the is that the third warning? <laughs> my goodness, she's getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. No problem. Um, so I mean, I could I could go on and on, but I mean, just to just to keep it short, um, Jordan, he's pulled up you know the seven signs of a cult, and when you read each of the one of these things, I mean, the the WMS COG really fulfills all of these categories. Um, so opposing critical thinking, you're not allowed to think like you know like if the church, you're not allowed to question is the church wrong. Um, you're not allowed to you know. Um, yeah, question yeah. if the church is wrong. You can't question the teachings. You can't question anything about An Sang Hong or Dong Gil Ja. And, and um, more than that, Kelsey, I think what should fairly be added to that is the teaching that you should not go to the internet. You should not look at the evidence. I think the fact, JB, even just honestly, that you you acknowledge that you haven't read An Sang Hong's book, uh, the problems with the New Jerusalem, the Bride and Women's Veils. I think that that kind of reveals. Uh, a characteristic. I read the whole book of it. I, I I read some of it because of evidence that is posted online. Like it talks about like a uh, a uh, uh, a lady claiming to be yeah the heavenly mother. You know, my my point in bringing that up is just a, my point in bringing that up is just to kind of uh, it's just another nobody told me not to read it. Like I was never told to not read. It. Like see, I'm not online right now. It's like okay, okay it's but, like, but I think the consistent. Uh, the consistency of the WMSCOG leadership is that they tell their members do not go to the internet. It's to do that is to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so I think um, I have I have a I have a I mean somebody posted a video uh, like about that about how the internet is a they posted the church's video of that so that video does exist. Hmm. I, I've I, I've heard well, that internet probably, it, it pays, you know internet. You know, it could be used for bad things. You know, it's good in the internet, it's bad internet. You know, I'm not gonna say the whole internet is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's like there's some good things about the internet. And it's some not, crazy not, things. And I think a point but here, then why did the saying, church say that though? Yeah, we're not we're not saying you say that. I think the point here is just to say that this is the characteristic of the WMSCOG uh, in general. Um, and I I have like no exaggeration, probably hundreds of people that have testified, whether in YouTube comments or or in uh, just personally, as I've been talking on these things or in emails about how they were so discouraged from looking online and they'll testify to that same thing. It's eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I see members on Instagram, current members constantly telling other members saying, hey, don't don't read this guy's post. Don't watch this video. Oh, me too. Me too. I, I see on like the, I see, I mean, all over social media, people posting, you know, these, these people funny. are, the Satan's on the internet that, you know, don't, you know, don't join this group or this group because, you know, they're just masquerading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that all just stands as, and again, we're not. We're oh, not and also reporting, 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 uh, pages that are um reporting pages or sites that are against the wmscog yep. i've seen people posting yep. that or like or like turn them into your your group leader and so and the, they, point, the church can handle it jb is again we're not saying this is you we're not saying you do this necessarily we're just saying the characteristic of the wmscog the evidence i think is undeniable that they oppose critical thinking that they line up with this this first point and this is just some this is just a random article i just pulled up um that I, don't I know because I, I looked at I looked at the word cult um it's, uh, itself it says like um 
you know, there's four character, there's four definitions of the word cult. You know, it's religious mount, which cause harm or a destructive cult. So destructive cult, what I looked up, it says a religious um, movement, which caused harm to its members or other people, whether it be physical injury or even kill. So this is like a destructive cult, of course, like they're doing destructive things, harming you physically or even killing you. Yeah, that's a destructive cult. We understand like Jim Jones like that, that'd be considered a destructive cult, which killed like a whole bunch of people, you know. Um, as they saw. And then we see here, like, even the word cult, the cult means like a form of religious veneration, a system of religious beliefs, and this body of, um, oh, how the word said, and it said religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious. And so I heard that that's what we call a cult because we are unorthodox. Well, and so, the, and then the, uh, a great devotion to a personal idea. And so, with this definition, a great devotion to a personal idea. We could say, shoot, all, all religions are cults then. And people do say that. All religions are cults. You know, they do say that. And a person yeah. united by devotion or uh, allegiance. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. Alle I'm not allegiance. Yeah. Allegiance. Um, thank you. To an artistic or intelligent movement or. or uh, 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 well, can I, can, I, can, I, can I make one yeah. point real quick? Because it just so for something to be defined as a destructive cult doesn't mean they need to physically harm someone. Uh, I mean, any any cult expert will tell you that um, a destructive cult is some is has a negative impact on someone. So, for example, okay, 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 okay. bring that back. Okay, you said destructive cult has a negative impact. Yeah, I could, t I could testify. A lot of members could testify it has no minimal negative impact on our lives. And so, if there's no, if some people, yeah, you're gonna say it everywhere, uh, negative impact. Yeah, of course, everywhere has that. Everywhere has that. We see like you already know this mainstream. I'm not gonna uh, uh, put down a denomination out there. But you already know it's a denomination that does a whole that's known for doing crazy things and harm their members physically, you know. So, but nobody's calling them destructive cult, you know. But you said yeah, that think, they could harm negative, negative. But I'm I'm trying to sit here and tell you right now that like. I don't, I don't know, man. It's confusing because I don't see yeah. it. But so no, just because no. just because you've had, a, I mean, it's it's good that you've had, a, you know, you, you you say you've had a good experience in the church. But the thing is, is people again, people all over the world, people who don't know each other, people who don't necessarily speak the same language, are all you know suddenly coming out saying, you know, the church, the WMS, the WMSCOG has you know destroyed my marriage. The WMSCOG has you know I've lost con, there's, I've lost because of this church. You know, well, it, no, 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 I I'm, under, I'm but but I'm, I'm talking. I'm so sorry to hear that, but you know, but. But I'm talking know, about the WMSCOG in particular. I'm not. I know not all churches are good. I agree, but I'm talking about the WMSCOG. But I don't justify it, though. You know, if our church is doing it, you know, it don't justify nothing. You know, it's a, it's a right. Sad, so, sad so, event. But, but, but again, this, mm -hmm. well, I'm just saying with this, like, we we could. This is probably one of those other issues. This is uh, the as far as the damage it does, whether we can rightly define it as destructive, um, that, that would be something that's more subjective and depends on different people's situations. I think the evidence is that the common, uh, the common denominator of this group is that there is a destructive tendency of this group in people's lives, whether it's emotionally, I think ultimately it's spiritually, I, I, but I think maybe with these points, there's some more objective uh, ob objective things that we could look to also that I think are, are less, when I say objective and subjective, the, the, the thing we're talking about now is subjective in the sense that uh, you, JB, are saying that your experience is good. You're not, in, you're not experiencing the destructive. It's all about perspective nature. of things, you know, some things, you know, and then you gotta understand like, how you, you gotta come and like dig up evidence as well. Like even, even if the, our story is really true, like 
what really happened? Like, you know, you only get one side of the story and not the other side. You know, this person said this, but then the other person is like, no, nah, that really didn't happen. So like, we could, we, how can we say that this really happened and this didn't happen? You know, even like I could say all these things, but then like, how you know, like this really happened in my life? How you know I'm really having like a good- So, so are you, are you <laughs> suggesting that all the people who are saying that the church is breaking up their families, that, you know, they might not be telling the truth? I, if everybody say two plus one is four, it's, it's gonna be four. I don't understand what you mean by that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. If everybody, if sorry, everybody going around and like change to change something, right? It's like, oh, two plus one is four now. Everybody's saying it. Yeah, it's fact. Two plus one is four. It's fact. So you think it's, it's just a it's just a chain reaction that one person's saying and everybody's kind of jumping on the Look, bandwagon I mean, just I mean, making up the, the story. It's the, it's the internet. There's trolls these days. There's a lot of trolls. There's a lot of fake people. You know, but you people have gone to court, taken the church to court over this, over this kind of issue. Yeah, and not everybody though. Some people, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. No, not yeah. everybody, but uh, you know, there's some people, and not even just in just one country, but in in multiple countries, people are going to and they're taking the the church to court because the church has destroyed their families or their marriage, and okay. there's proof behind it. Okay. So um, I don't know why. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, why. yeah, I understand. Um, dang, we finna go and struggle with this. Okay, uh, I'm gonna wrap things up. I'm so sorry, like. I was truly love to talk more about like I could I seem like I could, I could talk hours with y'all. I really, I really feel like I didn't know I was gonna talk this long. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could really talk hours with y'all. Um, I, I feel not... sorry for your wife. Tell her thank yeah. you. And apologize. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, she was sleeping and everything else. Um, uh, 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 yeah. But uh, one thing I did want to touch bases on is like, okay, say like, okay, you convinced me, right? So I was convinced. Okay, I'm leaving. You know. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, I'm not uh, trying to convince you. I'm personally no, 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 for no, no. me. I, I I'm not trying to convince you. Hypothetically, hypothetically, say y'all did. You know, I know y'all not trying to. You know, like I'm not trying to convince y'all. We are, we had a um, we had a um agreement already earlier. You know, I, I can't say nothing to force y'all. I can't say nothing to force me. You know, um, but let's say okay, let's say okay, or even like a member. You know, I know like you brought this up in color videos. I actually didn't watch all of them. You know, yeah. um. If, like, if okay, you leave don't, the church, it's kind of your, your thing here. What if you leave yeah, the church? Yeah, 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 to leave the church, you know, because, again, we talked about, like, obedience. Oh, this is going to be a long topic, too, but, okay, we have to talk, come back to this. So the way to be obedient to Jesus, because you said, like, just believe in Jesus, pray to Jesus, you know, that's all you have to do. But it's, it goes more in depth, too, because you just can't wake up one morning, like, I believe in Jesus, pray, and live my life, because you still live a life of sin. You know, you still have to work your way to be able to receive the forgiveness of sins and be able to live a life that is you know, worthy enough, you know, and glorious for to be able to show the proper way to walk in the way of Christ. Right. You know, because we got like even a lot of people who commented, you know, on your videos, like you could tell like they're not really walking the way of Christ. You know, you could tell, you know, yep. even like even our members, you know, they say ungracious things, you know, like oh, they're not truly walking the way of love. But then. So, sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I, I know this is kind of the main thing you want to get to. And we've been a couple hours in. I think this would be a good topic to just say, let's just say, let's do another one of these and let's cover okay, that. Cool, cool, cool. Let's cover okay, that. I, thank um, you for being so understanding. For the sake of your wife, uh, I don't, I want to be respectful to you and her time. And I, I, I can feel your position where you want to keep going and you're feeling the pressure of your wife needing you to stop. And so I yeah, don't I'm, want I'm tired. I'm, I'm in a bunch right now. I'm in the middle right now. I'm tired. Yep. <laughs> I'm tired. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I just want to say thank you. I know we've, we've kind of jumped all over the place in this video. Maybe uh, I know, I know. I think I'll be structured next. Okay. I know like, and that's just fine. We didn't have a plan. We just wanted to talk. And so I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I think it's been helpful. I think hopefully people have kind of gotten a little bit of information about how both sides might view the Bible and what answers we can give. And 
Um, yeah. And, uh, on the, on, on, and leaving out, I just want to say, you know, again, I curse the best sisters, you know. You know, the even the new brothers, you know, we don't slander, you know. Follow the way for our mothers, you know. Love of Christ is in the Bible. We understand. This is the way to truly walk. You know, we don't want to be slandering the people. We don't get down like that. So yeah, I curse yeah. brothers and sisters, you know, if y'all doing that, stop. You're being a troll, stop trolling. You get a life. Trolling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And would you tell them to stop calling me baby Satan too? That's really Yeah, hard. yeah. See that that's crazy. Like stop calling Yeah, I've been called I've been called Satan a couple of times too. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I've been called Satan too. Yeah. You know, preaching like get away yeah. from a Satan, you know. Somebody somebody literally tried to cast a demon out of me. It was crazy. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I, when I when yeah. I was a member, that happened to me too. <laughs> oh my God, like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um. Again, like, thank you so much. Um. And like, again, I'd like say anybody who's viewing this, watching this, you know, any story y'all hear, is take it with a grain of salt. You know, I understand. Like, you know, everybody, all Zion's not like that. You know, we we are like around, like we do have a lot of uh around the world. So circumstances could happen, but you know, everybody's not perfect as well. And you know, like I said, some leaders, you know, are not perfect as well. You know, they might say some things that you might not like, might do some things you might not agree with. End of the day, we're here for God. We're here for the truth in the Bible. So if that's the core, it's the truth in the Bible. It's God. Don't depend on um, what other people have to say to you. You know, again, we're all sinners. So thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Kels. Hopefully, hey, I'll see y'all. Talk to y'all again. You know, my okay. next topic about Say if, if a member didn't want to leave, then where how does, yeah, where will you go? Like how to be obedient? And you know, just, how to, the way just so you're aware, I did just make like I, I put out four videos kind of just for the purpose of answering that question, which yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You don't, so have, something, to, you don't have to watch those, but if you something are, I, I saw, I saw a couple of things and some things I come and disagree upon, you know, just and we, we could touch well, more well, bases. Let's, let's save that for next time, Kelsey. Go yeah, ahead, and yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and JB, like one, and, and you know, um, just just one topic that I would like to, to table for next time, too, is is if if you have some time, I'd like to ask some questions in regards to because again, Jordan, you're, you're looking at it from a doctrinal perspective, and mm -hmm. and me, I'm looking at it, you know, from a former member perspective. And for me, like doctrine aside, you know, um, eat you know, even if the, the doctrine I, I thought was 100% sound, um, there's so many other, for me, there's so many other aspects that really concern me about the church that even if this doctrine was sound, it would be because of these other aspects. Um, and uh, it'd be hard for me to, to believe in that, believe in that doctrine, such okay, as, you know, like, like some of the topics we talked about today, and I don't want to like, you know, you know, open a can of worms or anything right now, but just, just some <laughs> of the, just, yeah, that's, well, not a can of worms, but like, that's a, that's a heavy, heavy subject too. Cause I'm talking about like, you know, things in regards to, you know, um, you know, the, the history of the WMS COG and how it came to be and, and, yeah, yeah. and John Gilja and Ansang Hong, um, these are just, yeah, yeah. you know, genuine, yeah. and, and I don't mean not, these questions to attack you. I just mean, you know, these are, these are genuine concerns that not only me, but, but others have, in, you know, doctrine aside that make it really hard to look past, um, yeah, yeah. To even I I consider the doctrine. Well, so, my thing is, um, you could probably make a video like, uh, uh, me and myself don't have to be in a video because like I'm gonna I'm gonna say this perspective like you trying to like tell me these things is like and trying to like 
like I don't know. Um, well, not tell you. I'm not. It's not. It's not. My, my purpose is not to tell you, but my purpose purpose is to ask and to get yeah, 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 you know, yeah. a, like I'm, I'm, you know, a current member's perspective on it. Because me, I'm not a current member anymore. I'm a former member, and I didn't come to under. I didn't come to know any of this information until after I left. Yeah, yeah. So the as a current like, member, I, I didn't I, I have the chance to ask it. Yeah, yeah. I I, have, I know the information. I saw. It, it's funny because my cousin like. Cousin, do you know what you believe in? I'm like, cousin, like you act like I never like looked into the stuff. Like I know what I believe in, like you know. So, but, <laughs> but right, what I'm what I'm saying is probably not a surprise to you. Yeah, it's probably not something new. It's just I want to be able to ask these questions. You know, not only on behalf of my own queries, but also on behalf of a lot of other people that have been reaching out to me, and I know reaching out to Jordan, um, you know, to to get some clarification on on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe, okay, some things like. Like I said, I'm not 100 know everything. You know, I'm so um. No, that's totally totally fine. Yeah, I don't. Know, I, I, I don't like, know everything either. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bring this perspective up, like uh, <laughs> like you, like I don't know how to say this right. Uh, uh, just go for it. Just go for you, it. <laughs> just go I, for it, man. I don't want like cons like, oh look at like you know uh, you trying like talk to me is like, like like show evidence like I don't to me it look like you're trying to like show me evidence like. Have my perspective, and like at the end of the day, me the faith I have with our mother is like you. It's like talking to a Muslim to have them stop believing in Allah. <laughs> no, I'm totally. You know what? Again, my purpose is totally not to. I, 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 whether you are a member of the church or not has no effect on my personal life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that has no yeah. effect on my life. But, no, but I, I'm just saying that. Say, say some topics like we can exclude from because like this topic's like. Is, is, is not for me then like that could be for like um but that's the thing though is that the church ex the church doesn't answer these questions when people post oh, them online oh, oh, and so okay, people have this is not you know just my own questions but these are questions from other people who have like wrote into me and wrote into others people genuinely have these questions and the church is not willing to answer them they'll say you know how is that important for your salvation and so, or they'll detract from the question. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you, you, you stay most times, you're not a representative of the church and that's totally fine. But I think it'd be very interesting to get a current member's perspective on some of these, these items that the church has not yet uh, addressed to the public. It does, it does seem like they're, yeah, it seems like both from Kelsey's questions and even uh, from the doctrinal questions that I asked, it did. It does seem like both in this conversation and Ray's conversation, there aren't. I, I, I guess I'm struggling to see really solid, substantial responses to either. Um, other than just, uh, I think the core, what I've understood that you've communicated in response to much of what we said, is is just your faith is in Mother and Nong Song Hong. And yeah, it's it just like it's just like an atheist trying to it's like an atheist trying to tell you like Jesus is the sun god, don't believe in Jesus. He really didn't live, you know, all this other stuff. You know, like no, my Well and, and and like you said, like you said, like if you know our purpose to go to church should be you know to believe in God, right? So the purpose yeah. even for a WMSCOG, the purpose that you attend the church should be for God, not for the people. Exactly. Then these questions should know have no impact the questions and answers for that that i might have and that you might have should have no impact on them because they should be going to church for god yeah 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 exactly okay well, yeah that's, that's 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 good yeah we could bring that up um yeah we touched we could touch on it a little bit um i see where you're coming from now Kels. um at first i wasn't understanding um where you're coming from now i see your perspective or like okay because it's you i understand you're coming from now okay <laughs> 
So I, I won't, I won't send you like, I won't ask you like 30, 40 questions. I'll, you know, I'll limit it. <laughs> Let, let's, know, make a, but... let's make a format. Like, you know, the questions that's going to be talked about and like, uh, we could like topic one, topic two, topic three. And then like, yeah, I do like, um, yeah, like it's trying to limit the topics as well. Or we probably put like a time limit to each topic. Um, that would be good too. Yeah. There you go, Jordan. This year, <laughs> organize <you> us. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I can't. I can't do that. Um, I think it would be good. And maybe JB, we can continue continue talking through emails, and I'll, I'll continue talking to Kelsey. We can maybe kind of work out what would be some good specific points to cover. Um, so that yeah. This this has yeah, been yeah. fun. This is a fun way to do it every once in a while because you just don't really know where it's yeah, yeah. And it's so. funny to like even like uh uh you know like say like uh 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 you know some members might feel some ill way like oh you should be talking to them you know yeah. you know and, and somebody might know my voice like oh no it's you I might get rebuked it's like okay so what <laughs> yeah good <laughs> job here, man you know, here for guys like oh okay like what yeah. you gonna do like you know but you know I, I respect my leaders you know I respect them you know but uh I'm not gonna get Oh, heartbroken! Like, oh, you rebuke me. I can't. I can't stand the church no more. Oh, boo hoo! Like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. You know? that, so, do you, you you feel like that's maybe something that's gonna happen to you? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope <laughs> not. Um. Yeah. I. I think that's. If it. Like, like, mean, like, like how, how y'all saying how you're saying like people like experiencing all that like you know. That would seem if they do that, I would just challenge you to think back on the point that we did talk about. Just the. The opposition of critical thinking um, that 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 would display again. I think I think it's cool. I think this is just helpful. I think this is helpful for people. These are important issues that are uh, really involve lifetime commitments, and so I think it's important that we have these discussions respectfully like this, and that you're willing to come on and share your side of the story. We're on here all the time making videos, and we're sharing the one side. I just yeah, I think it's it's brave of you, and it's. Um, uh, honorable that you would come on and do this and do it in the the attitude that you have um, is good. So I, I I say that say I it, I just really hope you don't get rebuked and that they <laughs> it just it seems really silly if they would do that. Like what what's wrong with doing this? What's wrong with just we're just honestly coming here both. Yeah, I think you represent the church pretty well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, do I don't too. know yeah, why I they would be ashamed of you. I thought I thought time okay. Uh, we'll discuss more email and then like talk to you another time. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Thank God you, bless. JB. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around for that. Um, I'm just going to go back through really quick. I'm going to, there's just a couple questions that we're in that I'm going to see if there's anything that would uh, maybe be good to answer. Um, if not, we'll just call it a day. Um, thank you guys for being in here. Shout out to uh, Rudy Guerrera, Telly Tell, Sunshine, Andrew. I, I think a lot of you guys have been here the whole time. I have no idea how long we've been going. Um, so one, one, one thing, comment that was made from Sarah uh, Vasquez. She, she said that emotionally and mentally, uh, basically the group is destructive um, and sometimes even more. And then she said that that was from uh, personal experience so actually, i think i can share the screen here there you go um so yeah i think kelsey i think as you were mm -hmm. you were really trying to get get at that point that there is kind of a consistent it seems like the whether jb has experienced that or others might have had good experiences it seems like the majority of experiences 
Um, at yeah, least and, and, and like, like for example, I don't know Sarah. I don't know Sarah Vasquez, but that's my experience too. Yeah, that's your experience. That's, yeah. The, the experience, the consistent experience seems to line up with the, um, that list of, of things you might experience if you're in a cult that we had pulled up. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, anyways, guys, thank you for doing this again. As you heard us talking about, we're going to do, it uh, sounds like we'll do another conversation with JB. I just, I really hope if you are a leader or a member in the church with JB, I would just encourage you to not rebuke him and to not try to hinder him from coming back on. Um, I would expect that to happen in some form. Um, and, and I just think this is helpful for people. And so, um, yeah, also just encourage you guys. I feel like, um, Kelsey, I don't know how much information you've had on this or, uh, but it sounds like there's a lot of members leaving right now. Um, have you kind of picked up on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, just reading all the, the comments and whatnot. And some people have like, uh, I, I mean, I shared my email address with some people and, and they, they've, you know, reached out to me saying that either they're very close to leaving, um, that they have a lot of questions, um, yeah. but they're too afraid to ask the church because um, they think the church is going to like kick them out. Um, so, I mean, just, just based on all that, it sounds like, yeah. I mean, because like also I think people, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure people are like worshiping at their house right mm-hmm. now because I think the mm-hmm. church is like, I mean, I can only imagine my area, right? My area, they would be keeping it at their home. So mm-hmm. people have time to you know, look online and, and, and wonder, um, and have questions and being for themselves really. And, um, and, you know, and like they're going, I think just from people's comments, I've seen people like they go online to like, look up the sermon, like for whatever they have to watch for the Sabbath day. And I I think our videos come up too. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah. To be honest, every time I'm putting tags in for our videos, I type in WMSCOG sermon. And so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, utilizing that to hopefully get people yeah to yeah see these things instead and so yeah i, I think I, I bring that up just to say like i our hearts go out to you we really want to be here to help you guys and answer questions we're trying to uh, we're getting a lot of questions that we're we're um you know I'm tr- I, I i get come across ones that i feel really stirred in my heart to answer quickly and so that's then i end up making like those four videos that just came out um and i'm yeah i know that all those are not full and complete complete answers and there's so many more questions you guys probably have but um it is definitely something we want to continue to answer questions i think it'd be fun to do a zoom meeting like this just for maybe aim more toward members who have recently left and and maybe have you join in the conversation we can just kind of talk together and we can all just you can ask questions and we can uh just hash things out together in this platform and um you know me personally what i'm we'll see how God uses this, but I just kind of see this more and more maybe as like even becoming like this online church for those of you who are leaving and wanting to find Jesus. Um, that's, that's my, that's my goal. Like I'm not, I don't want to shy away from saying that I get that there's so many different perspectives here, even among you who are leaving this group. Some of you have just like you're losing faith in God. I, I understand how hard that would be. Um, I, I, I do want to continue to encourage people though, just to, uh, consider Jesus, consider who he is, consider the historical evidence of him, consider the fact that your calendars, uh, a, uh, BC and AD are, are based on this Jewish man who lived 2000 years ago. Um, I believe there's something significant about this man, Jesus, that even, even if you have been hurt and wounded by this group and the associations attached to the Bible, 
I, I think there's, uh, we, we still all have to answer that question. Like Jesus asked Peter and the disciples, who do you say that I am? All the WMSCOG stuff aside, all the hurt, all the pain, all the confusion aside, at the end of the day, what, what are you going to say about me, about who I, who I am? Who do you, what do you think about me? Um, and so I just, I, I want to continue to help people to uh, maybe answer that question. And, and I think there's so many roadblocks now in people's minds with doctrines and confusion. And Kelsey, you talk about your associations with the Bible, that th these things just need removed, I think, from your minds, the associations. And um, we really want to continue to do these videos to help help that. And so uh, uh, two, two, two things with that is just, again, I want to say we want to we would like to do a zoom conversation like this for you guys, um, hopefully soon. And, um, and hopefully that'd be helpful. Continue to send your questions. And also if these videos are helping you, um, if they're encouraging you, if you're leaving the group because of these videos, that's, um, just honestly, that's really encouraging for us to hear. Um, and sometimes, you know, I get to where I'm like, is this, is this something I need to keep doing? Do I stop? And I'm trying, I want to stay in step with what God wants me to do with this. And, if he wants me to stop, if, if we made enough videos, then I, I just want to stop. But as you guys continue to send the encouragements and tell us how these are impacting you, that's just, that's really helpful and even helps to kind of gauge and direct the direction we continue to go, the topics we continue to, to cover. Um, and so anyways, sorry, that was a lot, but um, uh, Can I also, say one thing? Kelsey, yes, please do. Um, so like, like for me, like, you know, I mean, I haven't made a personal video in, in a while. Um, I mean, I've done a couple with you guys, but for me, like the whole, the whole purpose of me, like sharing my experience with others is not necessarily, not necessarily to force someone to leave. Um, mm -hmm. my, my purpose is that I want to provide my experience and then I want to, I want to share what I've learned since I've left about this church. And then it's up to the person who's reading it, whether or not they want to stay in the church or they want to leave, that's up to them. But again, I just want to, you know, share what I've learned so far in my experience to, to somehow, you know, help others. Because for me, I did not have the same experience as JB. I had a pretty awful experience in the church. Um, and so, you know, yep. I just want to prevent anybody else from experiencing, because I gave 10 years of my life to this church. That's a decade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like 40% of my, my life was spent in this church. And so I, I feel like I wasted a lot of my time that I could have, you know, been enjoying life and, you know, right. like having you know, relationships with people. And, you know, I could have like maybe advanced my career. There's so many things that I missed out on because I was, you know, under the influence of the WMSCOG. And yep. so I, if I can help even one person um, escape what I went through, then, you know, that's, you know, encouragement for me. Just, yeah, and just, just providing the information because you and many other members just did not have access. They didn't have, they didn't have the honest truth set before them where they could make a, 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 a personal decision, look at the, the evidence, all the evidence in an honest way and make a decision of, is this true? Is this something I want to give my life to or not? And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's great what you're doing is you're just able to come here and share all the information, kind of give it to people up front. Uh, of, of things that you didn't know, like you said, until you left the group so that people can make the decision for themselves with, with all the information right in front of them. Um, 
and and, and and not only not only my my perspective is is important but like like what you're providing the doctrinal perspective is also very important because this is a bible-based group this is a right. group that you know i'm not gonna lie they study their bible they do they yeah. they study their bible they they read their beyond, bible beyond mormons and jehovah's witnesses it's oh another way level. beyond yeah, <laughs> way level. beyond yep. i mean we're tested on yep. on it like from the get-go okay yep. so these are people they they study their bibles and because we're so i mean you can even see me you can see jeremy you know two two years after we've left these these studies are still ingrained in our minds and we're not actively right. studying them it's because we were so indoctrinated so the doctrinal perspective of to understand like there is another way outside the wms cog yes. doctrine to understand the bible and to understand about christ that is possible um yep. but you just you just have to have that open mind to to be willing to hear you know, something that sounds to you critical. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I think there's a way to understand the Bible ultimately, as you've even testified, which has been, has been really cool to hear. There's a way to interpret these, these biblical teachings that the WMSCOG has and to kind of unpack them and discover that, man, there's another way to see these things, or there's another way, a better way to interpret these prophecies. And there's a way to interpret the Bible in a way that leads you to understand what it means when it, when the Bible says that God is a loving God, that He's a kind God, that He's a yeah. a, a Father, and and ultimately it leads you to the ability to understand that the gospel salvation is something that is a free gift, and it's not up to your strength, your might, your ability to clean yourself up. It's right. all about God's ability and what He's done in Jesus. And I think you know because if I it think, was up to our acts and everything, then what would have been a point of Christ dying well, on the yeah. cross? And that's the we, we would Paul be able to save questions. ourselves. And that's you yeah. know that's not what the Bible says. And like for me, like I never would have thought that I could understand John chapter six verse fifty three, where Jesus says um, that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have no life. Yeah. I never would have thought that I could understand that verse in any other way other than Passover. But then you showed me like like a verse, ten verses, no twenty verses above. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> okay, there is another way <laughs> to understand this without having to go to another book. Right. And so I, I, you know, it's just, there is another, yeah, that's, yeah, John chapter six for 35. I think 35 is what we read. That's, that's the cool thing about the Bible is when you read it in its context, you discover wondrous, glorious thing. When you nitpick and pull out verses and, and ch- kind of cherry pick within a, a chapter. Well, and piece stuff together too. It's, they don't, they don't even, because I mean, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see, I don't think they, there's any mention of Passover in the, well, I mean, they're them celebrating the Passover feast in the book of John. Is there? Say that again. Is there any mention in the book of John of them celebrating the Passover feast? Not, not that I'm aware of. I mean, yeah, I because there's... because when they show John six fifty three, they go to Matthew or Luke to show, okay, when did Jesus give us his flesh and blood to eat and drink? Right. And it's always bothering me. Well, why can't they just show it in the same book? In it's because book. it's not there, which yep. means there is probably something else too. The way the WMSCOG is explaining it. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's that kind of goes back to I think. You know, again, I, I don't want to speak a whole lot in commentating on the conversation we just had with JB, but I think that's the consistent thing I see. Like when we brought up Galatians is um, uh, if you just look back, you know, where it references the Jerusalem love is our mother. And, and uh, if you just look back a few verses, you see that Paul explained what he means there. And I think in the same way, you know, the, the common verse they use in John 6 
um, that you have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Jesus made that statement to have eternal life. Well, let's just, let's just first, before we jump to Luke, before we jump to a whole nother chapter, let's look in that same chapter. Let's see if he explains what he means. And he does. <laughs> he tells us plainly that what he means by eating his flesh and drinking his blood is, is uh, uh, coming to him, is coming to him and believing in him. And so, um, yeah, I, I just think that that's the, the point of all that is, is a couple of things. I think one is just to say again, like Kelsey's testimony that you can see the Bible another way. You can interpret it a different way. The WNSC would be as passionate about the scriptures, but the, the Romans 10 talks about the Jews who are passionate about the scriptures, but it wasn't according to knowledge. It wasn't lining up with the reality of what the scriptures were actually teaching. There's a way to understand them that leads you to freedom and peace and the grace of God and understanding that this isn't about you. It's about God's love for you. And so I, I would just think I, we continue to encourage people like, don't, don't listen to what we're saying. Uh, just go to the Bible. I believe the spirit, the spirit of God is the best teacher and God is ready and willing to teach anybody who comes to him with a humble heart and an open mind and just says, I, I want to learn. Uh, you read Proverbs too. And it says, if you cry out for discernment, if you lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek like the understanding of God, like seek it like treasure, he's going to reveal that to you. You don't, you don't need an organization to come and tell you what it means. Now, I think you know. And that really resonated with me when, when Jesse, Jesse mentioned in, in like one of your guys' previous videos that, you know, you can just hand the Bible to someone and say, read this. And, you know, they, you know, they'll be able to, un they'll be able to get the, the, just of the picture. God will open their eyes to understand what the Bible is saying that you, like you said, you don't need an organization standing over you to tell you, this is how you should be understanding this. Yep. Like the Bible right. speaks for itself. And exactly. I thought that was pretty powerful because yep. I mean, you know, I had always thought the opposite that I had to like, I, cause I was always told when I was a member of the WMS that, you know, you can't just open the Bible and read it. You need somebody to explain it to you. And mm. so, um, so even though I would try to, to read it when I, when I actually did start to read the Bible on my own, when I was a member, some of the things, especially in revelation were so confusing because they seemed to contradict what the WMS COG mm. was teaching. And yeah. so my mind would just automatically shut it down because that, I mean, there's a term called cognitive dissonance, right? If yeah. something like is critical of what you are so ingrained in believing, it's Shove hard it for you to mind. process it. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's. Um, the, the biggest thing there too is, is just, again, going back to the, the critical thinking that I think cult groups discourage. They just discourage you to go away and, and, and think about this for yourself. They don't want you to think for yourself because if you do, when you think critically, uh, the Bible is going to speak for itself. It's going to say what it wants mm -hmm. to say rather than what they want it to say. And, and it, I guarantee you, if you read the Bible for yourself, you're not going to find Mother God. You're not going to find Aung San Hong. You're going to find... Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, um, and things that are so much different than um, what this group teaches you. And so, um, anyways, uh, a couple questions, and then Kelsey, if you have any final comments, we'll let you do that, and we'll kind of wrap this up. But Rudy asked, uh, how does how does your wife feel about you giving a lot to preaching on the WMSCOG? Um, uh, yeah, I think most of the time she's she's for it. And I think I kind of use her. She's really a, a big help and kind of discerning like what, what is God doing? What's he leading me to do? And when am I just kind of doing my own thing? And, and, uh, and so I'm a weak human being. So I'm, I'm trying to walk that out all the time as well. But um, I think, 
yeah, she's definitely encouraging and, and it's been really cool for her to see the fruit of it and to see all the emails and the people leaving the group. And so, yeah, she's definitely supportive. Um, and then uh, one more thing from Garage Sale Diva, you said uh, that you, you said, help, I, I uh, my friend, how do I help my friend out of this? She unfriended and blocked me on Facebook when I made a kind comment challenging one of her beliefs and she spends all of her time there. Um, I'm so worried for her. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess my, what I would simply say is, is pray for her and continue to be patient, continue to show her that you're her friend. Um, I think be just, you have to have a lot of wisdom and discernment about when is the right time to say something and try to challenge something. And when is the right time to not, and just be there, be her friend, listen to her. Uh, and then I think there will be moments where you can inject truth. Um, and, uh, if she's blocking you on Facebook, yeah. Um, I don't know what to tell you other than I think to just keep praying for her and uh, ultimately just knowing and resting on the fact that it's not you. It's not me. It's not Kelsey. It's not anybody ultimately who's going to be able to save these people out of this group. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's themselves power and their decision. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're coming to the point where they're willing to, to think critically. Uh, be so. Because I, you know, for, for me, like, I mean, there was, when I was, when I was a member, um, I mean, I was, you know, the, I was, I saw so many critical things about the church online and I was one of the people that was, you know, would have to go and, and talk to members who looked online and have to, you know, explain the, the things that people were saying online and defend the church. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I never would have thought in a million years that I would be someone that would be making those comments online. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I never would have thought right. that. Um, yep. And so, uh, I mean, you really, it, it took, for me, it took me 10 years to be able to, you know, to, to break away. And it wasn't because of anything anybody said. It wasn't because, I mean, any, it wasn't because of anything like someone said critically about the church that it wasn't because somebody sent me a link of something. It was because it was, it had to be my time. And yep. so for, you know, my suggestion um, to this person about their friend is, you know, like, like Jordan said, just, you know, eventually your friend, like eventually your friend will come around. I mean, mm -hmm. something's going to happen within the church that, you know, is going to make them realize that this is not the place that I need to be mm -hmm. and they're going to want to leave. And then they're going to, they're going to probably reach out to you. So when the people reach out to you that who want to leave, just be there for them and just listen to them. Um, and, you know, just say, you know, no matter what, I'm there for you mm -hmm. and, and, and yep. help them along the way. And that goes not only for friends, but I mean, even people who have like family in the church, people who have like kids in the church, just, you know, continuously show that you're there for them because um, that's going to make the difference when they come to realize that that's not the place they want to be. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's completely agree with that. Um, so yeah, we're, me and Kelsey have been talking. We want to make a video here soon, hopefully really soon. Uh, we've been getting questions from people asking like advice on when they leave, you're having your leaders wanting to meet with you. And so people are wanting to kind of have a set of questions that they can ask. Um, and so uh, when, when those meetings come, if they come, and so we, we uh, hope to make they will come. videos soon. <laughs> yeah, they will come. They will uh, come. There's not an if, they will yep. come. So we want to make a, a video, hopefully that's not nearly as long as this one, where we just kind of lay out um, like some bullet points that you can look to and grab onto in the midst of those conversations and just point them to these questions, point them to these 
discrepancies in the doctrine. And, uh, and so Kelsey is kind of helping develop some of those, um, some of those questions. So that's something to be uh, looking for, hopefully in the future. So uh, Kelsey, any, any final words before we wrap this thing up? Um, uh, one moment. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, you know, I think we, ha I think there's a good conversation with, with JB and I, you know, he's very, uh, polite and I hope he comes back. Um, because you know, he has, you know, he has a good perspective to, to share. And mm -hmm. so, um, and I'll be really interested in, in, uh, seeing your guys' portion and also being able to ask some questions, um, just about the, um, the church history in general to him. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. So another thing to be looking for. Um, oh, and, and one, one thing I do want to mention mm -hmm. is that, um, like, uh, so, so how do I say, so like, it, it's one of the, in the church, there's, there's what they call the 13 teachings of mother. Okay. And it's basically just quotes from what Jesus said, mm -hmm. but they call it mother's teachings. And one of them is to cover the false of. Yeah, well, <laughs> you think of it that way. <laughs> you said it, not me. But yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the teachings is number eight, where it's, you know you have to cover your brothers and sisters' faults. So yeah. um, just you know, I just want to point out that um, this is a thing that I've seen common in, in current members is that you know if if we say something critical about the church, um, like you know, like, why did the church create this website against, you know, pretending to be against the church, something like mm -hmm. that, right? If I, if I were to ask a question like that, um, then they, you know, it's, it's a common church teaching that they would say something in the return of like, well, you know, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. You know, you know, everybody's a sinner. So I just it, want to point that yeah. out. It feels like it's, a deflection. It's called, it? it's called covering brothers and sisters faults. Okay. And so um, I just want to point that out because I've seen that I've seen that a lot with current members is um, they'll apologize for another current member and what they've done to other people. But um, and it just doesn't really solve the problem, does it? It, it doesn't because it's still going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, a it's, a, it's a nice thing to hear. It's a nice thing yeah. to hear. But at the end of the day, inside the church, what they're telling members is the exact opposite. Yeah. And so, and, yeah, exactly. That, but the problem is that, is that it's, it's really kind of a visual analogy that I think of when, when you bring that up is to come and answer those problems by just simply apologizing saying, well, we're all sinners. We all make mistakes. It's almost like you have this, this uh, weed, that's the problem. And by doing that, that answer is kind of just, you pick off the top of it a little bit, but you haven't really solved the issue of the weed. You haven't really got to pull up the root problem. Root. Yeah. And the root yeah. problem is that these, these, actions these characteristics one is a reflection of the global wmscog organization it's it's not it just a, it's not just a secluded experience and i think second is that it shows that it's coming the fact that it's global it shows that it's coming from the heart out of the right. heart the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so right. out of the abundance of the heart of this organization is coming forth in the members the expression of what is really in the heart of this thing but so, but i mean like also like why why do you th why do you think they're telling us we're going to go to hell is because i mean as you saw on the church website they teach that unless we believe in on song hong's name for salvation we can't receive salvation so that's right. why they're telling us that because that's what they're being taught 
Yep. And so yep. like, as you know, I sometimes, you know, I get really offended and I want to respond a certain way, but at the end of the day, I have to, you know, take a step back and say, you know what, these people are responding this way because this is what they're being told. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. So it, it does. Uh, I mean, I guess this is a bit of commentary on the conversations that, that happened today. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it, it does feel like it doesn't really solve the problem. It doesn't really answer the question. It feels like more of a deflection than a legitimate answer that should cause you to go away with peace and say, oh, well, that problem was solved. I can continue to embrace the WMSCOG. Um, I just think you can't uh, honestly do that on the basis of the that, that sort of uh, answer, so. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, guys, thanks for doing this. Um, Kelsey, thanks for coming on again. Um, yeah. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you all soon. Hope you're staying safe from the coronavirus. It sounds like things are opening up soon. And so um, we might be back in the, hopefully back in the actual studio soon and not in our third bedroom, so. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good day. Take care, everybody. Bye.